Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. This Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500 here in the Kiva. Well, forward the phones uh, shortly. We've got a lot to talk about, lots to cover, uh, as we always do. Don't forget to catch us on Roku, Amazon, uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, and also Apple TV. You can uh, download... The sound uh, without any sort of guidance uh, directly at SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, I recommend Audible. You guys need to read more. And uh, let's not forget rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. All right. D-Dowd Muska is in the Kiva. I can't see him any longer because I'm now behind the mic in the Kiva in the studio, which is a rarity. I don't know. Uh, Dowd, can you see me? I, uh, I can see, see you, me. sir. Right. I cannot see you. So I'm looking hopefully straight at you and straight out to everybody. Uh, I had uh, a, a bit of a uh, run-through last night. Uh, we did that for two hours. Uh, Could have gone for three, but stopped at stopped at, a, at, at two hours. Uh, Eric came in and, and did the show and uh, helped, uh, helped out uh, with that, so I really appreciated that. So um, we're going to continue to do that, I think, for the remainder of the week. So we're going to go four hours. Uh, Dowd will be checking out of here about 6.45, as he normally does. And then uh, Eric and I will uh, headlong into another hour and 15 minutes of talk. And then that will be rolling tape for all of the rest of the stuff that I'll be doing. And uh, okay, Dowd. Well, I don't want to talk about it. We haven't talked about murders. We haven't talked about homicides. We haven't talked about anything. And uh, when you go to the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, which you guys can see right here, uh, the Albuquerque Journal is like... uh, Nobody, nobody does Mother's Day quite the way Albuquerque, New Mexico does. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection, but uh, yes. Nobody, yes. Does anybody do a Sunday morning, you know, uh, quite the way New Mexico does? I, I, I hate to try to shed light on any of this. Um, I hate to even focus or pay attention. You know, what, what are you going to listen to? Some talk radio guy, right? Isn't that what you guys all refer to me as? Like, oh, he's just some talk radio guy um trying to make sense of you know senseless killings i mean you have two 16 year olds a boy and a girl boy and a girl and a 53 year old um three people shot to death including two teenagers in the parking lot of the northwest albuquerque shopping center on mother's in front of all places on mother's day party city i can only imagine that they were going in there uh for a little bit of revelry uh trying to decorate and schnaz things up a little bit for mom and then this Police believe the shooter, a 50-year-old man, committed suicide after the shooting. A 16-year-old boy, a 16-year-old girl. Shooting occurred uh, 800 yards from where I used to live. Right across the street from Cibola High School. It right was, next was, to my Walgreens. Yeah, right, right next to your Walgreens and uh, right right next to what would have been your CVS. And that might be the only closed CVS in the country, by the way. Next to a bankrupt mall, by the way. <laughs> <sighs> So we continue with this report from uh, Ryan Botel and Martin Salazar. Let's let's do that for a second, shall we? Officers were dispatched to the shooting around 1230 after a gun to his, uh, the, the, the man had put a gun to his head on a Sunday morning on Mother's Day in front of Party City. Like, that's all I'm reading. Upon arrival, they found three individuals who were deceased or became deceased. 
We do feel that there's no threat to the public. Medita said uh, citizens nearby, including a nurse, pulled the male victim from a vehicle, attempted to lie, uh, attempt to give him life-saving measures to avail. It was a nurse on the scene who was very heroic. Gilbert Gallegos, police spokesman, said the preliminary investigation suggests the I older man knew both the young victims and detectives are investigating the man's history with a female victim and her family. It didn't release any additional details, including the names of the victims. I thought that was curious. You know, we have no information on the names, uh, latest information coming out. Do we know anything? On the website, they updated it, Eddie. There's some, some and, information. And uh, do we have any names yet? Uh, Bradley Wallen, W-A-L-L-I-N-I-N. Uh, he had been in a relationship with Alexia Rail's mother. And let's see. Uh, the 17-year-old was the daughter of his ex, apparently. And the male was the cousin uh, of the daughter of his ex. <laughs> make any kind of sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense. All, all sorts of stupid uh, all over the place. Oh, there was oh. a restraining order. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Obviously, that you know the restraining orders; those are always very, very helpful. They prevent a lot. You know, yeah, you, piece you, of paper always yeah, works. Yeah, you know, stops a bullet uh, in contact. And you know, we don't have any uh, anyway. There's nothing that I can add or say to this. We could give countless reports and chalk up numbers to no avail, because nobody cares. I, I mean that, like sincerely. Nobody cares about the number of murders. I think that's a fair statement. Is that a fair statement in 2022? Yeah. I, I don't know that people, I think the people who do care pick up and leave. And the people that don't care are saying, well, that's just Albuquerque and they're fine with it. And for everybody else, it's like something to talk about. I, I grew tired last year, I think, tracking it and then watching other news agencies sort of try to outdo each other in terms of tracking those numbers. We had Murder Mike. We literally characterized Murder Mike. Uh, we named him because of the murder rate. We knew that was going to happen in that year. And then we're like, okay, well, what's, what's the purpose of covering any of this stuff? Is anything going to change? Is there bail reform? Are we going to go ahead and, and go uh, tougher on criminals? You know, are, are we going to have more teeth and restraining orders? Or, you know, is there going to be, there, there's not enough police officers. There's not enough accountability. There's not enough things that can actually happen. I do had to have a few people who, who who texted in. One person said, "I care. I'm so sad. My 11 year old boy saw three bodies yesterday." Oh, going by that that's that, that's when you care when it starts impacting you. Now, New Mexico, Albuquerque in particular is losing people, but that's at the foot uh, before you go into Rio Rancho. Okay, you can't relate that necessarily to drugs. You can't relate that to anything. You just relate it to. You can't believe that went through somebody's brain to go ahead and do something like that. And what was the reason for doing something like that? I hope there's a, a deeper investigation, but this is not a good place to raise a child. We're going to have a guest on Thursday. And she's going to talk about uh, from the Annie Casey Foundation, you know, these numbers. And I think of, you know, 16-year-olds. <laughs> like, just, just listen to some of these numbers. Teen births per 1,000. No, we're, we're not, we're not... <laughs> We're not terrible. We're the worst. <laughs> 53 per thousand. Teen births per thousand. I'm a child of a teen birth. Children living in high poverty areas, 22%. Children in families where the household head lacks a high school diploma, 20%. That's twice the national average. Twice the national average. We're more than two times the national average in high poverty areas. 
were more than four times, three times the national average on team births per thousand. Children seeing in parent families were one and a half times the national average. And overall family and community were 48th. Education, it all starts with education, right? Throw more money at it. Young children, 61% ages three and four, not in school, 61%. That's the highest in the country. Fourth graders not proficient in reading, 80%. Fourth graders not proficient, in, four out of five can't read. Eighth graders not proficient in math, 80%. 37%. Compound that with the violence and all the other issues that plague uh, this community. And inevitably, somehow, you end up with random occurrences that uh, over time start to add up. We can go back and talk about Elizabeth Martins, or excuse me, uh, Virginia. Uh, Michelle, yeah, uh, yeah, excuse me, Victoria Martins. Victoria, We can talk about all these different cases. We just, you know saw where there was a, a, a man who killed his five-year-old through child abuse. This is worse than child abuse. This is the, the murder of, of two young 16-year-olds. I don't know what they did, but it certainly didn't warrant that. And they certainly saw something coming because he got a hold of him. What was his name? Chad Wallen? Is that, was that the name? Uh, yes. Uh, W-A-L-L. Bradley. W-A-L-L-I-N. And apparently there had been an accusation about sexual abuse that necessitated the restraining order and then things got really ugly after that there you go not not a great way to kick off the summer as we are about to uh break for school but you know i think that put a a big 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 blanket of uh <laughs> depression over mother's day for sure i mean by 1 one thirty, everybody was already talking about it it had, it had circulated that quickly but it, i mean i'm sure doubt you know even in your limited contact with people i mean i'm sure you Probably we're hearing about it uh, by last night. Yep, yep. And it was there, so it's something that we got to pay attention to. And, and Eddie, on the yeah. on the homicide count, I know that uh, ABQ Raw, which I still don't know much about them, they're reporting that we hit our fiftieth homicide a couple of days ago. Um, and by their counting, uh, well, it was the sixth homicide in the last seventy-two hours as of May sixth. So that was uh, last late last week. And uh, they are reporting 50. We are now past 50. All right. So I ran for mayor. Did it help that we were talking about the record number of homicides? Did anybody care? Did that change one thing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that's why I say the statement that we just don't care. So uh, Abercrombie Rock could say there's 10 or 100. You know, I think it's good that we have some numbers and that we, we sort of know. But no one's going to hold Tim Keller or the Albuquerque Police Department or or justice system or you know, any of these types of things. We never get profiles. Uh, it, it's hardly a detail that we ever get inside the paper or any of the reports that come out. So, you know, I mean, it's uh, every man for himself out there, I think, for the uh, for, for the most part. But uh, 50 homicides, uh, I guess that, that makes sense. Um, I think uh, for a lot of you guys out there, it probably feels like a lot more, you know, when you see something like this. You Eddie, uh, as of 1140, there was another homicide this morning. Mm. Uh, cops arrived at 3100 block of Ortiz Northeast. They found a female deceased from, no surprise here, gunshot wounds. A woman. Yeah. Not, not a young man in the middle of a drug deal, just, just a woman. Wow. All right. Well, uh, everything after this segment is going to get a lot better. Uh, I Again, I hate talking about this, but um, it is uh, required. Uh, you're welcome to, to call in. I don't know what you could add to any of this. It's just something that people are saying, well, ain't that a shame? It's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what, 
what's the city, what's the state, what's anybody going to do about it? I mean, Michelle Lujan Grisham is literally running on crime, and she's got her sob stories. We're going to get to that. Uh, her and uh, she was not celebrating her Mother's Day. She's getting married in two weeks. And, of course, they had to put out some. And you know, Ben Ray Lujan's had a very tough year with his stroke. And, like, it, they're partying. They're having a great time. There's going to be these victimization stories, and they're going to make this election personal, which is exactly what Joe Biden is, uh, which is what we covered uh, last night. You're not going to be able to do uh, anything uh, uh, personal whatsoever. I've got a lot of notes uh, that I covered last night that I'm going to probably run into this show, for those of you who didn't pick up. Uh, we're going to be live, uh, I think, on Sundays uh, for at least uh, for the next couple of weeks uh, as we continue to uh, do the wrap. I'm not sure if you had a chance to doubt. We, I doubt I didn't even tell you that we were on. So, oh, I didn't know. No. I didn't know to listen. Yeah, no, we didn't even uh, put anything out. We decided that, that I was going to uh, do that and put that out there, and it was a good two-hour show. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll take a quick break. Back here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, FM, and rockoftalk.tv. And uh, yes, I'm live in studio, not having to touch the boards. It feels a little bit weird. I gotta, I gotta admit, for the very first time. And uh, Eric is handling all those duties uh, on the inside. And uh, there you go. All right, back and forth. Thanks for listening. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You look and swell, darling. I can't tell, darling. You're still growing, you're still growing, you're still going strong. I feel the room. I gotta swear. love Louis Armstrong. Only uh, one voice just like that, Louis Armstrong. Back in 64, hello, darling. There it is. And uh, before that, that uh, mishmash of uh, sound that you heard was George Harrison's electronic sound, which released on this day back in 1969. Uh, how could I miss this? Uh, you know, last night as we were covering everything, we were covering the um, the uh, Virgin Galactic. Uh, and then, of course, Dowd's going to write about it. <laughs> we were literally saying that, and that was his uh, article uh, released today because... You know, some interesting thing happened, and I'm going to let Dowd sort of uh, kind of go through it since I talked about it at length last night. But, you know, let me talk about the successes uh, uh, first. And uh, the successes are not belonging to one Virgin Galactic. They went to SpaceX. That's right. Uh, lauded on a couple of pages. And it was kind of fun to kind of turn the pages and, and watching uh, Kevin Robinson Avila actually finally having to eat his own words. And I'm sure yes. Dowd. You enjoyed it. I'm sure I you did. were enjoying every uh, little bit of it. I'm like, oh, bit, you're going to love this. Bit, yeah. Because uh, NASA thanks SpaceX for its seamless operations. It brought four astronauts home in a midnight splashdown on the Gulf of Mexico on Friday night, capping the busiest stretch yet for Elon Musk's. It's so good. As I said last night, it's now a taxi service. Just, I'm just going to take an Uber to space. Uh, we, we got this down. So, Pat, uh, we, we go out and we leave. We come back and we're successful. <laughs> We don't make a big deal about it. Uh, meanwhile, we're, we're trying to preserve uh, free speech. The three U.S. astronauts, one German in the capsule, were bobbing off the Florida coast less than 24 hours after leaving the International Space Station. You know, not uh, jumping for joy, not all the theatrics, not having uh, Stephen Colbert 
doing the intro. No, you don't even know. Uh, Elon Musk just uh, does it. It was just uh, just another Friday night for them. Chari, Tom Ashburn, Kyla Barron, and the European Space Agency's Matthias Mauer were out of the capsule within an hour of splashdown, waving as they were hustled away for medical checks. Their departure from the ISS Thursday was bittersweet. It's the end of a six-month mission, but I think the space dream lives on. Yes, it does. It lives on there, but it will not live on Dowd Muska in the state of New Mexico. And uh, boy, literally a failure to launch and uh, not going very far. Uh, it's as bad as that and as bad as we were staying, stating, but it's actually a lot worse. Dowd? Uh, it is, Eddie, and I'm, I'm glad you, you made note of the, uh, oh boy, I just checked the daily close for the my my, my $16.50 investment. It's, ooh, it's even worse than I thought. Uh, you know, you're right to mention uh, SpaceX, Eddie, because so often we think of Bezos versus Branson on the suborbital little hops. Uh, SpaceX, and I was running the numbers last night uh, based on the, the folks who came back from the mission that was launched back in November. In less than two years since Elon started launching well, Elon's company, SpaceX, started launching people into orbit, not suborbit, orbit. It's a whole nother level of magnitude there. You got to go 17,000 miles an hour. In less than two years, Elon Musk's SpaceX has put twice as many people into orbit than China's space program has in the last 19 years. Okay, that's 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 the pace that, that Elon is going on. And, and I was not planning on this at all, Eddie, but uh, to this morning... Our friends over in Van Horn, Texas, which I took a little spin through a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. wide wide spot in the road. Yep. They announced. I knew this was coming eventually, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be announced today. Their next mission is going up. They don't have an exact date, but they have uh, six people that they're going to be sending up, and uh, including very interesting, the youngest American woman will be going up on their next mission, uh, Blue Origin, again, uh, just racing ahead at a time when the news for. Virgin Galactic, our business partner in New Mexico, couldn't be worse. Now, what happened last week is they released their earnings, and it's it's kind of funny when people call it an earnings report because if a company doesn't have any earnings, they still have to have their conference call with all the investment analysts and talk about how their quarter went. Not so great. Uh, not so great, I would say, for Virgin Galactic, the publicly traded Virgin Galactic. Uh, Eddie, it's wonderful. Back in the old days when it, this was Branson's baby and he could hide all the dirty little secrets, right. it's much harder to do that when you have SEC mandates that you've got to come forward with this information. So they had to report on their first quarter, January, February, March of 2020. They had a net loss of $93 million, not as bad as the comparable net loss for the first quarter a year ago. Uh, they are still, because they've had this prodigious ability to sell stock and to borrow money, they are still sitting on $1.2 billion uh, in cash or cash equivalents. So at $93 million or approximately $100 million a quarter, they can burn through that. You know, They can go for years based on just the cash they're sitting on. But of course, if they're not flying any passengers, then they're not replenishing the cash they're burning every day uh, that they're incurring expenses. Uh, their revenue for the first quarter was a grand total of $319,000 against a net loss of $93 million. But the big the big hurt, the big one was yet another delay, another announced delay. Uh, we've been looking at delays for 15 years. They announced last week, late last week, once again, 
They are postponing the start of commercial service at Spaceport America. Uh, they were uh, recently as February, they were claiming they were going to do it at the end of this year. Now they're saying first quarter of 2023. And I got to love this one, Eddie, because it's always something. It's either COVID or the national, you know, or the international economy or, you know, uh, 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 customer demand or, you know, technical glitches. This one is uh, supply chain and labor issues. Those are the two big uh, complaints that they're talking about. So not surprisingly, the stock price uh, price went down further, but there's not a lot of room left to crater with, with Virgin Galactic. A couple of weeks before Branson did his big July last summer, or in the dead of summer, remember when he got on that bicycle and he he, he cycled all the way to Virgin Galactic, oh, yeah. or, or Spaceport yeah, America? Four, then four, then four, we found out days. it was recorded the day yeah, earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing, four days earlier. Four days nothing earlier. they say uh, is true. It peaked at 55.91 a couple of weeks before all the hype machine mm-hmm. went going. It has been on a downward trajectory as of last Friday. It was down to a whopping six dollars and eight cents from fifty-five ninety-one. It is down to six oh seven. Declined uh, again today. And as you said, Eddie, uh, even Kevin Robinson Avila, the chief press agent for Richard Branson in New Mexico, uh, he had to cover these uh, spectacularly bad, bad, bad outcomes. Meanwhile, Blue Origin going ahead, SpaceX going ahead with not just the little tiny suborbital hops they're going they're putting you in space for days or weeks or months months at a time. And I got to give uh, this is probably the only uh, discouraging quote Kevin Robinson Avila uh, has ever uh, has ever floated. He talked to an investment analyst who said uh, with Blue Origin getting another at least another 8 months to keep flying and and keep bringing in revenue and keep promoting itself as a viable alternative, Virgin Galactic is quote somewhat irrelevant close quote. Uh, this is the anchor tenant for the facility that your Democrats and Republicans just a couple months ago gave more millions to down at Spaceport America. Uh, it's, uh, as I said, Virgin Galactic has nine lives. It just seems to keep going, Eddie. But trends that can't continue don't continue forever. Uh, so let's, they- let, let, let's break that down a little bit more. Um, why does Virgin Galactic continue to go? It continues <sighs> to go because of you taxpayers. Oh, you're paying it. You're footing the bill. Now, let me let's do the math on this, okay? Because there's some very interesting things and a uh, good report. You can find it directly at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat collectively with all the uh, various links that are in there as well. Uh, we're going to take a break here shortly. Um, $1.2 billion is what they lost over the last three years. Okay, $1.2 billion. Okay, freeze frame for a sec. That's the last 12 quarters, $1.2 billion. They're losing $100 million a quarter. Yes. So think about that for a second. Okay. Now, the amount of money that you ponied up for this was $220 million. They lose more money in one half year than the state of New Mexico ponied up for that. Okay. Yes. yes. Now, when Virgin Galactic went public, this is real easy to kind of find the fraud here. The fraud is with the politicians with the State Investment Council, with the New Mexico Finance Authority, with Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, who was there in attendance for uh, the uh, show that was uh, with Richard Branson, along with Bill Richardson, who originally funded this entire uh, mess. And they're not having to answer for it because nobody is talking about it. The most negative information has actually come from mainstream media for the first time with this report. Yet we have been urging and talking about this for three years or longer. We have continued to talk about Virgin Galactic all the while we're sitting there, the canary in the coal mine has to don't give these people more money. You continue to get them more money. Then they got to take it public. This is a crime. 
It's a criminal enterprise. Virgin Galactic is a criminal enterprise. 1.2 billion over 12 quarters is $100 million a quarter. Can, can you know, talk to the, the common folk out there and let, let, them, let them know that? Will someone break it down out there? They've lost $100 million a quarter. That's $33 million a month. Basically, a million dollars a day. It's a criminal enterprise where people are pilfering money out of there and there's politicians who are directly tied to this and they're likely making lots of money and probably running for office. Someone is making money somewhere. You cannot make this stuff up about spaceships. We're sending them spaceships when you don't go to space. 230,000 miles into the air, or feet, excuse me, not miles, 230,000 feet into the air. It's not space. Not space. It's not the Harmon Kardon line. It's not there. Now the biggest criminal part of all. There's actually some people who made some money. Guess who they were? It's the CEO of the company and the guy who took it. Public, Shamath Palapatia. They've made $2 billion. With that money, what did they do? Did they reinvest in the state of New Mexico? No, they didn't. They took that money and they invested in England. Jolly old England. Okay, we're not done yet with the fraud. Because they did allude to the fact that there was ticket prices. And this is criminal enterprise where ABC got involved or whatever network uh, Stephen Colbert happens to be. And they, they trumpeted this whole thing up. They had it live. We're going to watch the launch. Yep. Elon Musk didn't have that. You watched, I think you cut it on a Saturday afternoon. We were all elated and, and, and surprised. and like, oh, he did it. No, no big deal. And I think we watched golf right after. It was a huge rollout over like three hours on ABC and network opportunity that happens uh, i don't i don't even know what what else was going on that day i think it was the same day of the wimbledon final uh, remember that yeah july like, yeah. Uh, yeah we had to uh, run run the distraction because that's what england was paying attention to all right the final piece of this who's phoning up the money for these tickets like actually do we have names are there actual people who put in a reservation to spend four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to almost go to space, to take to take a jet airplane. <laughs> I would venture to guess, and where's the gross receipts on that? Since we're supposed to be taking the money here, right? Oh no, those reservations are taking, where did we find out? In England. Right. That's where Virgin Galactic is taking the reservations. Yep. Does that money ever even hit the state of New Mexico? The call center's in London. <laughs> they have a call center in London. No one's better <laughs> at call centers setting them up and, and getting them taken out uh, quite like New Mexico. All right. Am I upset enough? Because I think there isn't one person who has plunked their money down. I, I would go so far as to say doubt that there is not one person who has $450,000 invested with Branson to go into space because Branson isn't even going to space. On top of that, since they're sitting on $1.2 billion dollars, don't you think that that money is owed to all the shareholders for Virgin Galactic going forward and the state of New Mexico? Why is the attorney general's office in the state uh, involved in the lawsuit from the shareholders after they defrauded their investors? What's the close on uh, Virgin Galactic today? Are we sub five? Uh, 607. 607. We'll be sub five uh, here 
and as it uh, angles uh, wayward into penny stock lane. Uh, Eddie, kudos to you for mentioning the shareholder lawsuits. I have yet to read. I, I could be wrong, and if you if you know of a link out there, send it to me, folks. I've yet to read any coverage by New Mexico media about the Not two. One. Two very daunting shareholder lawsuits that have been filed against Virgin Galactic. One class action by the shareholders and another by a shareholder who's basically suing the company and saying, your board stinks. I can't go to the board for, for redress of grievances because your board is is comprised of the people who are committing the uh, the fraud. There you uh, go. I, I, I would love right to see. That's I would why. love to see. I, I, I don't even know that Robinson Avila even knows about these lawsuits, Eddie. I've read both of them. They're both. One's 158 pages, one's 132 pages. They have got some very serious, credible claims of Branson and Paula Patia making these wild statements to Bloomberg and CNBC yes. about, we have the best technology, yep. we're light years ahead of the competition. You're, you're nothing of the kind, and they knew it. And I think uh, if Kevin Robinson Avila knows about it and isn't mentioning it, he's a criminal. Let me, re let me repeat that. It's journalistic and malpractice. About it, and if he doesn't know about it, he's not a journalist. This is what people are spending $2 a day for with the Albuquerque Urinal? So they can go ahead and get someone who's fine. Well, I kind of came around and yeah, the things don't look good. That's about as negative they get. That's it. That's not enough. Folks, this is your money. This is the biggest investment in the state of New Mexico that you guys have done for a private enterprise for Richard Branson. You guys all got snowed by Michelle Lujan Grisham and everybody else who carried the water, including one Bill Richardson of the Democrat Party. And is Hector Balderas doing one thing to, to, to participate in that lawsuit? No. Should he be? Absolutely. But how could we? Because we are the original investors and we continue to be the enablers for Virgin Galactic. You know who loves New Mexico? You know who thinks we're stupid? The same person, Richard Branson. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. Tickets, refunds, $1.2 billion on the books. That money belongs to the shareholders. They've lost uh, $100 million a quarter. Uh, basically, a $1 million a day is what they're losing. They're bleeding that. We're never going to get paid on it. It's time to go ahead and sell the spaceport and do it immediately. It should be one of the central issues uh, for any of the gubernatorial candidates, and hopefully uh, they'll be picking it up. I, I know that Greg Zanetti knows enough about it to talk about it and uh, we'll see if they do that 550 50 500 we'll take a quick break a uh, couple of uh, texts coming in here into the kiva dave checks in and says yeah i heard the no you can you can just keep that going yeah i heard the homer simpson uh, uh bob clark of kqb talking about virgin galactic failures this morning and my <laughs> thoughts were that you and doubt have been talking about this for several years oh it's suddenly news because bob clark is paying attention to it uh bob clark can uh, eat my shorts betty uh, Louis Armstrong was raised by a Lithuanian family and fluent in Yiddish. There we go. Wow. And uh, massive forest fires started as controlled burns, Eddie. I'm from northern New Mexico. And the state posts on public highway billboards not to toss cigarette pods out the window as you may cause the forest fires. <laughs> what a joke. Are they trying to pass the blame on to somebody else? Idiots up in Santa Fe. There it is. All right. Back after a uh, quick break. Well, we've got uh, Billy Joel. Happy birthday. He's 73 today. Thanks for listening. Oh, 
waiters in your grand cafe. Leave their tables when you blink. Oh, every dog must have his every day. Every drunk must have his drink. Don't wait for answers. Just take your chances. Don't ask me why. 444 here at the Kiva. Well, um, by the way, don't forget, early voting starts tomorrow. Then you get to hear all the political commercials as well. So you hear everything um, that are coming out of the candidates. And then we have Louie and Zanetti is going to be on. And then we have, I uh, believe, um, Rebecca Dow. So she'll have her commercials uh, on. And um, I don't know. I, I think uh, I looked at the profiles on KOB Channel 4. Um, I, for me, I'll just let you go look at those. They, they, I got to tell you, it's it's a clear it's it's a clear winner who looked comfortable, uh, who was well spoken, who knew the issues, um, who looked approachable. One of the things that we don't have in our current governor not approach not approachable does not play well with others, right? I mean, that's fair to say. Scary little girl. <clears throat> in addition to lonely girl, we got uh, mean girls. Mean girls. She's gonna have a, a head mean girl. Um, what's the, what, what's that woman's name? Um, yeah, uh, Kamala Harris. She's the head mean girl. She looks at you and she smiles and she, uh, you know, she, she found her way heels up. Harris found her way up to the top, baby. The deluxe apartment in, uh, DC. She got there the old fashioned way. <laughs> and it. Sorry. Apologies. <clears throat> it is mother's day after all. She's not a mother, by the way. Being a stepmother, his mother was a mother. She's a mother. She's just of a different, po- you know, dirty knees. Dirty knees, look at these. And then she smiles at you, and then she laughs. <laughs> anyway. Boy, we're really lowbrow today, Dow. Here we, here we are again, finding ourselves on the uh, the bottom of people's shoes, apparently. well, it's- Stay classy, Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Stay classy. Three murders on Mother's Day morning. And, and, and we're the problem. Yes, uh, Eddie and Dow are the problem. Governor talked about her late mom, Sonia, for Mother's Day. Like, this is not earned media. Losing a family member, it took it took the media all of about a week to give her earned media and turn it into a personal uh, story about what she, about how much mothers mean. Eddie, you have a mother? Yes, I have a mother. I had breakfast with her yesterday. Her name is Frances. She's a wonderful person. That's about all I can say, you know? I can go, well, you know, I lost my mom. It's a tough year. Vote for me. Like, that's essentially what you're going to kind of get. Yep. She remembers her mother reading her to sleep, a ritual that led to a lifetime of learning and curiosity. Well, uh, what was the part that led to her uh, psychopathy? I mean, was it her father? <laughs> her cruelty, her pettiness. How did that get developed? <laughs> I want to know about her uh, being a, a complete and total, you know, psychopath. You know, in England, uh, you know, I saved a little article. They don't, they don't talk about they don't talk about uh, uh, sociopaths. They don't even use the word in England. It's just, it's just psychopath. That's what they use. There's just no feelings for anybody else. They don't care. Everyone's a, um, a Tracy Flick, right? That's basically who she is. She remembers the installation of confidence, no matter how hard things would get. She even remembers the jokes, the strategic placement of rubber snakes in the bed, just to stir things up. Hee, hee, hee. Snakes. Maybe that was it. That snakes creepy. in the bed. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on an MF plane. He got snakes in her bed. Sonia Lohan died of natural causes. Sorry for your loss. In a hospice care facility. Eddie, thank you for afflicting the comfortable. It's what we do. 
<laughs> change that channel. You need to change that channel, Janice. Eddie's out there. He's bombing people again. He, he needs to shut that station off. Uh, you guys are doing a great job, let me tell you. You guys, I don't know what it is that you guys are doing, but the forces of evil are at it again. It's just unbelievable. She had natural causes and hospice at the governor's mansion in Santa Fe in April. She was 82. The governor recalled her mother with fondness in a Friday interview telling stories of a woman blessed with both steady determination and a funny, but my mom had a wicked sense of humor. She was a trick. Okay, stop there. Now I want to hear about all the candidates' mothers. Yep. I believe that, uh, you know, Greg Zanetti just recently lost, uh, you know, one of his, uh, his parents. Can we hear about all of them? Or does this just go for the, for the governor? How about some kudos to the rest of us for keeping the, the governor's mom alive because we wore our masks and, you know, kept our social distance. Remember, remember we were all about to kill her mother? She was using her mother in commercials to go ahead and promote, um, you know, I care about my mother. Don't you care about your family? Don't you care about the, like, okay, so we're, here we are. This is what politics is all about. This gets published, and I'm not being too hard on it. This gets published, thanks for the, uh, the send, in the Santa Fe, New Mexican on Mother's Day. Is anybody really that curious about politicians' mothers? We don't want to hear about politicians in general. And we're done hearing about someone who is as inhumane as Michelle Lujan Grisham. She literally leered at her competitive candidates in the Democratic primary. Do you remember that? When she was looking at Joseph Cervantes and the other guy, Jeff uh, uh, Weed Grower, whatever his name is. Got the weed business now. He's making, he's making money. Remember that? She like leered at them. She was leering at them and she refused to stand up because she did not want to look small. So she sat on a, sat on a chair and the two guys like got around her. I'm like, why do you guys cater to that? Why would you like even see to that? Well, uh, it gets worse because uh, another guy who likely had a vax injury, but uh, no one's speaking about that, but we are speaking about the, the fact that he's not tough and we get to hear about his father. That would be, uh, I don't know, are they related? I, I'm, I'm confused. What's the story this that, week? <laughs> yeah, what is the story? Are they related? Is he gay? Is he not gay? Like, we're talking about his stroke. Why don't we talk about his sexuality? Can we know whether or not he's gay? Is Ben Ray Lujan gay? And does it matter? I think it matters in a transgender sexual world where we're talking about Roe v. Wade. I think being gay and your sexuality should be out there in the open now, don't you think? Doesn't anybody wonder about his family life? I kind of wonder about his family life. I think it's time to ask some hard questions. Since we're going to learn about everybody's families and backgrounds and, you know, personal peccadilloes. And I, I think that's, that's up for, a, if you can shop it and turn it into a positive or strength, or you're, you're looking to capitalize on your own things, I think we should be able to go ahead and ask any question we want. Is that fair? Is that, I think that's a fair, uh, producer Eric, what do you think? That's a fair, that's a fair, that's, it's a fair request. That's totally fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's within, within this. Eddie, if you're going to do these big puff profiles of very yeah. powerful politicians, uh, I won't tell you how to do your job, but if you leave a gaping hole in your personal profile of the of the politician you're puffing, a gaping hole the size of which uh, you know a mining truck could drive through, uh, maybe you're not doing your job. Was the uh, puff piece intended? Was there any? Uh... <coughs> <coughs> I think uh, I think if anybody needs a puff piece done. I think it's uh, Senator Lujan. I mean, no disrespect to the man. We just want to know where he goes. We want to know which side of the, the, the plate that he's swinging from. I think that's a fair thing, right? 
whether or not we'd welcome him in a, in a church. I mean, it's, it's rumored to be out there. I already went out there with Lonely Girl last week. He's like, oh, looks like she's got a relationship. Don't you think she should? She should be. Uh, she shouldn't be ashamed to to say who it is. I think Eddie, this was covered by the Albuquerque Journal when when Ben Ray was running in a primary where his primary okay. opponent brought this out. It was publicly revealed in I don't know 2008 or something. There okay. has been no media reporting for half a decade and a half. I mean, here we go, just like Virgin Galactic. Where yeah. does the money go? We have no idea the sexuality of. A, does he even have sex? Now I think we just need to keep pounding away. Sorry, <clears throat> puffing, pounding. What, what do I do here? I'm lost. I, I, am I really saying anything? Because I don't really know any of this stuff, right? For a big chunk of his life, Ben Ray Lujan's father was the person who put him in his place. The man pushed him to... You see that guy push a lawnmower? Go look at that Ben Ray Lujan. Look at him pushing a lawnmower. You would never, man, you would never let him touch a single tool in your shed after watching him push the tool. <laughs> and the work gloves right out of the package. The work gloves straight out of the package. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Over the hole the size of the silver dollar in his skull. Oh, Eddie, you're being cruel to him. Why do you have to be so cruel to Ben Ray Lujan? Does it matter? Does it really? Yeah, I guess it matters, right? My body, my choice. I don't even know who I'm voting for. In the days after undergoing surgery for, and these are guys that are pushing sexuality, allowing transgenders uh, to go ahead and swim as females, which we talked about, a great piece uh, in yesterday's Daily Caller. Finished up yesterday's show with that. In the days after undergoing surgery for a stroke, the U.S. Senator from New Mexico, a man with a big job title, even bigger responsibilities, found himself being, here we go, set straight by a nurse named Tyler Mantile, who, to hear Lujan tell it, had heard enough of the bill. Hey, shut up over there, Benny boy. Stop your belly aching. I'm sure it was being difficult or something, and Tyler just sat me down. I bet he did. I bet, Eddie, you're being inappropriate. No, really. You know, I was very pleased, and I want to say, because I happened to catch um, my parents, and they love Steve Smotherman. I'm proud of Pastor Smotherman. I said it, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? You you heard me, right, Eric, on, on, the, on the air? And I was like, uh, yeah, I was just, if you have homosexuals in your church, then you're not a Christian church. And literally just... I'm, I'm like, what is that I hear in the other room? You know, I'm, you know, the kids, we're, we're getting ready to go take my mom out to, uh, to, to breakfast or, or she's on her way to church. I, I didn't go to church, you know, because, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, <laughs> when you have kind of the sketchy background that I have, you know, you don't say novenas for a guy like me anymore. You know, you don't, you know, you don't go to confession for the things that I think and say and do. I mean, look, look at me. I'm just a, a giant ball of sin, right? Uh, irredeemable. Don't take communion because I'm not in communion with the church. You know, I've blasphemed everybody. But there was Pastor Smotherman getting the entire church wrapped around the Bible and talking about homosexuality. I'm like, what? Oh, that that that's 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 not on 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 accident. You must be listening. Well, we know that uh, he voted for me. We know that he listens to me and. We certainly know that that church needs to weed out those people from their congregation. You can't just sort of pick and choose and say, oh, we're going to be nice and stuff. Because there was an openly homosexual priest at Immaculate Conception. Of all places, he was married. I've got the proof. 
Only in New Mexico, only in New Mexico can you have a murder on Mother's Day morning. Only in New Mexico can you have openly gay priests who have been married installed as your head priest. I'm not going to, you think I'm going to go over there ever again? Never. I don't even want to be part of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. Why, who would? That's, that's who they're bringing in. I can literally write, talk about this stuff all day long. In fact, now that all this, uh, you know, rigmarole is over with Ukraine and Russia, Russia's digging in from, they had victory day yesterday. Just in case any of you were thinking that, you know, Russia's going to throw in, we're going to throw in the towel. Ukraine finally beat us. <laughs> this is going to be a 20-year war. We give up. <laughs> I can really, I can really, if anything I know about Putin, is he's a man who's going to quit. He's got, he's got lots of quit in him. We right? want Anna to be able to give her concerts all over the world. We will leave Ukraine now. You're being mean to our Anna. Uh, Anna Nadrekko is gorgeous, folks. I give her highest Russian honor. We quit Ukraine. That's that's perfect. There's so much here. There's, there really is. And it's an election year. And these are hard questions that you're going to drill your candidates with. You're at like, you were drilling me. And this is fair game now about where I live. You're making a big old, oh, he can't be living in his, he lives in his office. What kind of, what kind of place is that to raise his kids? How is he going to shower? You know, this conservative Mexican took a, a, a whole satirical piece. But where he takes a shower. It was funny. I was laughing. I'm like, okay. If that's, if where I live is, is that important, you want to know where I live and what I do and how I do it, then I deserve to know where Ben Ray Lujan lives and how he does it. Same with, since Michelle Lujan Grisham's going to get married, I think we should know all about her, uh, her beau, right? Or what was she call him? And why she chose to get married after her mom died, huh? I think that's a good question uh, right there. 550, 50, 500, five, Nobody else is going to say this. You think the guys over at the, anywhere else are going to say any of this stuff? Nowhere else. This is why you think anyone's going to talk about Virgin Galactic for three years and tell you it's going to fail? Nowhere else. This is what, this is why we do what we do here. This is why they continue to try to silence us. And they will continue to try and do that. I think we should talk about Immaculate Conception because you, uh, you uh, dirty dog Democrat Catholics that go down there, I want you to know who's placing the wafer in your mouth and who might be getting off on placing that wafer in your mouth. Honestly, it's the priest. We'll talk about that uh, when we return to launch into hour two. How about that? Uh, I got to go back into the, uh, <clears throat> the annals of uh, my uh, emails or my text messages to find that uh, good information. I'll jump right into that. Uh, we'll take a quick break, hit the top of the hour news. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here into the Kiva. AM 600 FM. a little Led Zeppelin. Do they still do Let It Out on the other stations? I don't even know because uh, Eric stopped listening to those other stations. Although he does uh, he does like some Sunday jams, some deep, deep cuts. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour two, just for you up next. This is the Rock of Talk. The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600. The ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, 
We are also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Spotify, or your, uh, how about Audible? How about reading a book uh, with your ears? And uh, that'd be a good thing to do. Uh, and then, of course, you can download our uh, app at rockoftalk.tv or rockoftalk.com or for the complete annotated notes and uh, the splendid musings of uh, one D. Dowd Muska, the Dowd 3000. You can find it there at uh, rockoftalk.chat. And please support him, folks. His little operation is the little motor that could. He was way ahead of the curve. And uh, how about throw... How about throw the man a bone? Throw him a bone. How about uh, how about throw him uh, essentially, uh, you know, for pennies a day? Just throw some pennies. Throw whatever pennies you have left. Is it is? Has anybody? When's the last time you've had a penny in your hand? That's a Ooh. good question. Uh, there's a there's a question for all of you out there. The last time you had a penny in your hand. Is there enough copper in a penny to make it worth more than a penny now? No, I don't think so. Uh, what's okay. copper at? Uh, copper is gold over two thousand. Hmm. Uh, it's got to be. Let's, let us consult. I don't even know where the market Street is. Junior. This Wall Street Journal. Let's see. Oh, of course. Let's see. The the Dow closed. Oh, I don't even want to look. Oh, thirty-two two. Okay, mm. down almost two percent today. All right, let's check out Kappa. Hey, Kappa. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. So I'm already getting the lecture. People are texting me. They don't want me to go public with this stuff. They don't want to go go after Father Rosera. Eddie, Eddie, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Telling gonna, Eddie not to do something you're gonna is not the way to get him to not do something. You are going to kill the radio station one way or the other. Like, you cannot have a good thing. Like, this radio station is so good. We're about to go live 24-5, okay? And 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 you guys will figure out a way. I know that you will. I I, I know that you're going to do it. You're going to figure out a way to end this radio station. You, you're, you've, you've gone after the transmitter at the top. You're going after the AM transmitter. People were jamming our signal, literally jamming our signal. Eddie, yeah. it's the, do you know that it's the one-year anniversary of Black Lives Matter taking us down? Oh, yeah. That happened in uh, late Matter. April, early May of 2021. Is that is that today? Is that uh, today? And actually, it was a couple days ago because I'm going back and looking at the Daily Blasts from a year ago to sort of track what I put in the information. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. He, he referred to us as – I literally was employing – I shouldn't say employing because I wasn't employing him, but I hired him for many years. And all of a sudden, yep. you know, I don't know. I got into the middle of some beef with someone, you and him. And then, you know, our whole website got taken down. There it is. The guys that are running our website, I haven't talked to them and they don't return phone calls. Or that happens. Magic is, magic is real. And we should. M-A-G-I-C-K. We should keep is, watch over our shoulders. Yeah. Yes. I've been looking over my shoulder. Yeah. There it is. Uh, and I see a stoplight and it's uh, all, all lights are firing. How fortunate, Eddie, for Michelle Lujan Grisham and her mother that she had the luxury of being able to spend her final moments surrounded by her loved ones when during COVID, hundreds, literally hundreds of New Mexicans were denied the gift, dignity, and blessing of being able to spend their final minutes and seconds with theirs. One text of, of the day. Text yeah. of uh, the Isabel, day. Isabel uh, uh, lost her husband, was not able to see her husband after he was admitted. And remember, you are remmed to death, remdesivir to death, rem invented. That's what happens. So make sure the delay's on if I'm going to be taking any calls today. This governor did nothing to intervene or assist New Mexicans in any way for the many who had loved ones who died alone. Moments that they'll never get back. This is a woman who has a wall, a fence, a security at the governor's mansion for her safety, but allows New Mexico's border to remain open with total disregard for the safety and security of the New Mexicans she claims to fight for and now wants to vote from. MLG's actions as governor have only been to destroy the state, its economy, its resources, and its people. New Mexico, please, please, please wake up and vote this deceptive, evil, corrupt woman out of office. Do it, Eddie. Be yourself, fearless. You can't be gay 
and can say you are of Christ. You can't be gay and say you're Christ. No, you can't. I think we got Republican candidates. You got Republican activists. You go gay, uh, you are astray. That's just the way it is. Keep doing it, Eddie. Look, people, and then you got that. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> people like, uh, please vote to give Governor Grisham the appropriate time to grieve. A concerned citizen. <laughs> Forever. Please. All right, here we go. You asked for it. Here it is. Thank you for afflicting, afflicting the comfortable. I think I need that sign before you walk into the Kiva. Thank you for afflicting the comfortable. Oh, tell, uh, tell Bob Clark uh, uh, you're welcome from three years ago, uh, by the way, on, on, uh, on that. Okay, this is going to be tough to hear, but I, I think I started going down this route, and then it all, it, all the stuff happened on February 24th. Remember, I started jumping into Archbishop Sheehan and talking about who he was uh, hiring into the archdiocese, and then I did some background here on uh, this guy, and sure enough, he was married. Uh, this guy's name is... Steve Rosetta, he's 68 years old, lives on the west side, west side, the pastor at Immaculate Conception, Steve Rosetta, okay, there it is, okay, so how did we get here, how does, how do we get here, well, uh, this is paved the way by very liberal, corrupt, and uh, gay-loving priests, that's right, remember, remember uh, Sabine, the, the guy that was protecting Sabine, remember the guy who, Sabine Griego, the guy, you don't, you don't remember Sabine, uh, producer Eric doesn't remember Sabine Griego. I'm sorry to hear about that. Okay, well, let me, uh, let me get to this. U.S. Catholics bishop attend conference promoting same-sex marriage. Guess who is at front and center? The Archbishop oh. of Santa Fe. There it is. Okay. Here's the Immaculate Conception uh, missive coming out. Look at, the, look at the rainbow colors for National Coming Out Day. Let me, let me read this to you. Regarding National Coming Out Day, dear Immaculate Conception parishioners, they must just get off on this. Like, insane. Remember that, that other, uh, what's the other priest? Father Chavez? Oh, yes. Huh? Yeah, he's, he's he, I mean, he, he wrote me off the planet and then he fired that uh, missive to all his parishioners. Like, he saved that, that salvo for, I mean, God, you, you got to really start thinking about your spirituality, Father Chavez, over there. Dear Immaculate, if you have gay people in your church, I'm not attending it because it's not a Catholic church. And it certainly isn't Christian, right? I think that's a fair thing to say. That's, that's, that's fair, right? I mean, do you want, do, do you, do you want hope, homosexuals teaching? Uh, I need to start going through you know, the, the, the teaching list over at my, my kid's school. Do you have a, do you have, a, one of them just got married, but uh, I mean, it's clearly heterosexual. I think it's, I think it's bad influence, right? Do you, do you, is it discrimination if you decide not to hire at a parochial school? Like that, that needs to be a Supreme Court case, don't you think? If you decide not to hire an openly homosexual teacher. Oh, he loves the kids. Oh, he's a great teacher. I don't care. You're homosexual. I don't want you teaching my children. I don't want you touching my children. I don't want you breathing on my children, okay? Because I want my kids to grow up in a Judeo-Christian household. That's, that, that's what I want for them, okay? Period. And I, I have that right. <sighs> Archbishop Wester is his protector, according to Father Richard Rohr. This one coming from 
the Lepanto Institute also has uh, some in information. Let me get out uh, this missive coming out from the, to the parishioners, National Coming Out Day. You're sending Catholics uh, missives on National Coming Out Day. Dear Immaculate Conception parishioners, some of you might be aware that in addition to being Indigenous Peoples Day, no, it's not Indigenous Peoples Day. And it's not formally Christopher Columbus Day because it's always going to be Christopher Columbus Day, no matter what you say. The only reason you decide to put Indigenous Peoples Day there is because Christopher Columbus Day was right there and it will always be Christopher Columbus Day. And we are conquistadors and we literally brought the Catholic Church to the new world, along with horses and a few other things, some wine, wine and horses, right? The original beer for my horses. They keep those guys, uh, stay thirsty, my friends. This day originally came about, oh, here it is. Formerly referred to as Columbus Day, October 11th, has since 1988 been referred to as National Coming Out Day. What, why would you address this? This day originally came about as a way to affirm people who are lesbian or gay, encouraging them to no longer hide their sexual orientation. Okay, well, that's fine. As if in a closet. I'm glad that you're affirming that it's orientation because it's how you're oriented. It's called grooming. You're not born gay. But to live openly, it has since grown to include those who are bisexual or transgender. It's coming out of a, this is coming out of a missive from a church that teaches the Bible. I think we're on uh, year C, by the way. And also support those family members. If, if you're, you're a real Catholic, if you, know what, if you know what year we're in. Those family members and friends of someone who may be gay or lesbian. Sadly, many LGBT persons who come out of the closet are rejected by family members and friends and coworkers and should be rejected by your church. They should be rejected by your church or otherwise you should find something different than the Bible to preach from, period. Students are frequently bullied by their peers, and this bullying is often still taught. Send them to a school that welcomes gay and gay, uh, lesbian and gay and bisexual. By the way, why are 16, 15, 14-year-olds talking about sexuality in any way? That's a fair question. Right? Oh, we're going to teach it. You know, they're, they're starting to, you know, having their menzies, or they, the boys are starting to hit their, their period. I don't want you chill. I don't want my school teaching that. I, when we did it, it was weird. Like, what's supposed to go on? I was in fifth grade. I was over at Marie Hughes Public School. I'm like, what, what is this? Why am I learning this from you, Mr. Valdez? I don't, I don't need to hear this from that. Everything I need to learn, I'll, I'll learn at home. I, I see my parents, you know? Hopefully don't walk in on them. <laughs> Sorry. Apologize for that. Students are frequently bullied by their peers, and bullying is still often tolerated by teachers and administrators. LGBT youth are four times more likely than straight peers. Like, where? just a random stat. They're four times more likely. You know who's bullied? Straight kids. You know who's bullied right now? Got me. <laughs> All over the place. Oh, that Eddie, he's uh, racist and sexist. No, I'm not racist or sexist. You're telling me I'm racist or sexist, so I guess I'm racist and sexist anyway, no matter what I, damned if you do, damned if you don't. The end of this month, uh, we're all racist, by the way. We have to atone uh, St. George of Fentanyl. LGBT youth are four times more likely than their straight peers to consider attempt suicide, largely because of the rejection and honor bullying that they endure. Our Catholic Church is beginning to take a more compassionate and pastoral approach. Uh, wrong. There's nothing pastoral about accepting openly gay and lesbian people into your churches, folks. I feel more empowered too, because after hearing Steve Smotherman echo what I was saying three, three in his church, it's like that good for you. Good for you, Pastor Steve. 
Any up to the table, boys and girls, and you know where to send your families because they ain't teaching that at the Catholic Church. That's for damn sure. A more compassionate pastoral approach ministering the members of the LGBT community. While Pope Francis has been clear on the church's teaching regarding the sacrament of matrimony, that is the sacrament between one man and one woman, he has also encouraged love and respect and compassion for gay and lesbians. Great. Go do it. You're going to do it in the streets. You're going to show us uh, in your little bikini shorts and everything. I kind of got off, by the way. I love that. Uh, I, I did. I did in South Beach. I did wear the bikini shorts. That was pretty awesome. Uh, speaking about gay people, in 2013, he said that the key is for the church to welcome, not exclude, and show mercy, not condemnation. Okay, isn't at that point that the church ceases to be a church going forward? If that's not the teaching? You're teaching from the Bible, right? Unless you're teaching something else. How do you want to be compassionate? What about, uh, what about the vulnerable children? How do we know that they're not being preyed upon? We know how homosexuality is oriented oriented right orientation please continue to use that word okay very very important archbishop wester uh in his uh, little missive I'm, i had to stop uh, reading that because it was it's, it's just so bad but i think you see kind of where i'm where i'm going on this these churches don't deserve your patronage they don't deserve your attendance they don't deserve your donations there's a reason why the archdiocese is bankrupt because it's evil they had to sell off all the property, okay? You've had the same people who are running St. Pius X. People are leaving in droves and have been, okay? I love St. Pius. Love Coach Turcotte. You know, love, love, love all of the wonderful teachers that I had. They're my, my favorite teacher, uh, Coach Rastani. Taught me art history. Great man. Great, great man. Okay? And you guys can say whatever you want. But it'll never change my opinion of them. So. I think Pastor Steve Rosema, who has been married, needs to leave the church. Okay? And if what I'm saying is wrong, okay, I would like the archdiocese to sue me with everything that they've got to prove me wrong. That's how far I'm willing to go on this. Okay. You guys want to clean up. We can't clean up the state. I mean, it's run by Democrats. You want to go ahead and clean up the, 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 the churches. Yeah. invite them. they love, they love litigation. They love lawsuits. Sue me. Sexuality is very much an issue, especially with the issues that we're talking about and the people that it's affecting the people that you're modeling for, which is the future generation. They have all the information right here. And you guys are so good to share all this. And you you share it and you share it. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then I never able to get to it because something else is always popping in. I've been sitting on this for a while. Background searches, have the marriage certificate back in San Francisco. San Francisco! Yes! <laughs> I can't make this up. Let the, uh, well, I can't say that word, start their own church. Our father of the Immaculate. Well, I can't say that either, but uh, there you go. Eddie, thanks for speaking up for us. Rock on. Yeah, that's why you love me. Gay people are fornicators. That's fornication. I am one PO'd Catholic. There you go. Eddie, there's a difference between gay and people attending church and being a member of the fellowship and exercising leadership. We are called to love even those whose lifestyles we disagree. This is what I'm talking about. 
That's the type of enabling. They need to hear the gospel? Great. How many times I'm all about that? They just don't need to be hearing it in that church. I think that that's fine. Come one, come all. We don't know. We don't know where you're, you know, plugging in, so to speak. They need to hear the gospel too. Sure. Okay, great. Some Catholic parishes are more conservative than others. No, there's no there's no variances of conservatism amongst Catholic churches. Dad, I'd love to hear what your parents have to say. What I'm saying. <laughs> my father, if my father's listening, he's uh, standing up and cheering. Eddie, I, I'm sorry to be a little distracted. I'm doing a, a deep deep rabbit hole dive on this issue of you, yeah. you asked about the hiring of of teachers at Catholic schools. And Eddie Aragon has two young boys. I mean, uh, there was a decision in, in 2020, a Supreme Court decision that NPR celebrated. Uh, it was written by Gorsuch, mm. a, a Trump appointee, basically said mm-hmm. that the Civil Rights Act of the 60s protects people from being discriminated against based on their sexual orientation. Uh, Roberts went along with the liberals. Gorsuch went along uh, with the liberals. The only people who objected were uh, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and of course, Brett Kavanaugh. It was a 6-3 decision. Um, they more recently turned down, a, 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 someone applied for an attorney job in the state of Washington with a uh, Seattle's Union Gospel mission. He was denied because he was openly bisexual. Uh, this Washington State High Court said that he had the right to sue for discrimination, and the U.S. Supreme Court passed on that. So that seems to kind of sign off at least uh, sending sending a signal that they're okay with forcing religious organizations to hire people who engage in moral conduct they find objectionable. Uh, that's the America we're in in 2020. Wow. Well, I like the phrasing there. Again, I think it's all about word choice and phrasing, orientation, conduct. You know, I think all of these are are, are, are hitting the right notes, uh, Dowd. Uh, Eddie, we need the Catholic constituents to reread the Bible and then perform accordingly. That's the thing about Catholics. They don't read the Bible. There's no Bible study. You notice that there's catechism. There's uh, here's what you need to learn. And then there's first communion and, you know, here's the sacraments, but there's no teaching from the Bible. That's the problem with the Catholic church. Eddie, my, my parents have been involved in small Christian community groups and people getting together and doing things over the years. And one time she was trying to explain to the old school priest at our church about uh, the, the prayer group getting together and reading from the Bible. And he said, no, you should, you shouldn't be reading from the Bible. You should be reading from the catechism. Yeah. No, that's them. That's he literally them. said that to her. No, that's them. And then the propaganda in the film. The Catholic Church needs to stay true to the original teachings and not wander. That's what's led him up. And the church is pushing for gay adoption in this idiotic synod. I'm not sure what that says. Great stuff, Eddie. Legacy Church has K-12 schooling. Pastor Steve sticks to the Bible, plain and simple. How long is it going to be before Pastor Steve gets sued because he doesn't accept homosexuals into his church? And I'm speaking for him. I'm not saying that he doesn't. You're just kind of letting you know you got to get right with God and based upon the Bible. That's it. You can hear the gospel. You can hear whatever it is. They don't have the gospel there. You can hear the Bible. I don't know why we call it gospel. Uh, but uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. Judy says, hi, Eddie. For some reason, I'm not able to watch you on the Rock of Talk. I can watch for a couple of minutes, and then the picture is gone, and the little timer swirls around for a minute or two. Uh, that's your uh, throughput, by the way. It's on your end. Then you are back on the TV screen for a few minutes, and it keeps happening. I get you on uh, radio, but not on the TV app. I'm doing something wrong. Uh, that's all just through uh, that comes in. I'll touch upon this uh, throughout the rest of the week. I think it's an important uh, issue, and I think it's something that we need to uh, talk openly about since our politicians can't do it, and they want to make everything uh, personal. Like, I want to know how the hell, how in the hell, Michelle Lujan Grisham is a Catholic, right? Will she be getting married in the Catholic Church? No, she can't, unless she got her marriage annulled, 
because originally she would have had gotten married in the Catholic Church. So does the second marriage uh, recognized by the Catholic Church? It is not. You actually have to go through a formal annulment. I had my first marriage annulled, and you have all these people going through 80 people writing, okay, what happened? Here's this. I'm a witness. Uh, yes, this. Uh, I mean, then I never got married in the, the Catholic Church again. That's it. So, you know, that's that's really the only place where you need to get married is in your churches. Like, you know, whatever your, if your, if your church of, you know, Satan is all about homosexual marriage, which they would be, because of course, um, what is it? Uh, what's that goat that has breasts and, and hoofs and everything? What, what's the one that, that comes out that they use all the time? That's what it's meant to be. The majority of the mass is teachings of the Bible with four readings in a homily. PSA MLG is a fake Catholic. Okay. These so-called religious leaders will follow their satanic teaching about homosexuals to the pit of hell. Biblical compassion is telling sinners they will be judged by the perfect law of God. We all fall short of the glory of God. God hates sin, period. Homosexuality is sin. So-called loving people by enabling them in their sin is not love, it's hate. Lying to someone is hateful. Telling gays God loves you is straight up hate as well. I mean, people, people have strong opinions. Sure do. I mean, listen to that. Just, just listen to that. Just me speaking up on this radio, sort of like, you know, I was talking to some, uh, somebody earlier today. <clears throat> and I said, how much did knowing that we weren't vaxxed, how much did knowing that we didn't wear a mask, how much did it know that we went over this data? How much, how much courage did that give you? How much strength did that give you in terms of not, you know, succumbing to, and now you're finding the VAERS uh, information, the stuff that Naomi Wolf is putting out. I was watching this stuff yesterday. I mean, there's literally vax deaths. Yes. How much did it help you? And they're like, everything. So me being a voice out here for you, okay, and no matter how many times they keep coming after me, okay, is a good thing for you because you feel more empowered. And that's a good thing, and they don't want that. They don't want that. So I'm glad that you're speaking up. But I, I can't just speak up here. You have to speak up wherever you're at, and you have to let it be known. Look at what DeSantis is doing. Just look at what he's doing, how he's punishing Disney. Oh, Bill Handel, i got to get rid of him. He's, he's such an anti, every single weekend. First thing he starts off is how horrible Florida is. <laughs> oh, Disney did a wonderful thing. They invented their own city. They have their own fire department. They have their own this and this, this. I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but it's still in Florida. <clears throat> 550, 50, 500, lots more texts coming in. I, I, I really want to read these down. They're, they're so good. If you attend daily mass, you will have read the entire Bible in five years. The entire mass was Bible-based. <laughs> Uh, you can read the, the Bible in one year. What's the Bible that's right over there? I have the Patriots Bible right next. I literally have a reading plan to read it in one year. I read it as history because I'm not very good at following it, as you all know, right? Eddie's a terrible guy. People always say, I was born this way. And that, does that mean the alcoholic gene or in the oppression and poverty or homosexuality? But that's why the Bible says you need to be born again. Remind me not to do the voice text while driving because some of the narrative gets a little bit skewed. <laughs> I do voice texts all the time. Uh, I'll take a big, uh, yeah, see how it is. I do want to say one other thing, Dowd, um, on um, Dr. Oz, okay? And this is the part that I am really uh, kind of excited about. Because again, we're going to be right once again. We're going to be 100% right on Donald Trump, okay? Donald Trump, please exit stage left quickly before you get embarrassed. Your truth platform is going to die, okay? It's over, bro. It's over. It's over, dog. Okay, uh oh, we want it. Look at it. Uh, this new movie. This is why it's over. And I know a lot of you, you guys are just <clears throat> trying to find ways to disagree with me. And I'm, I'm totally cool. I don't care. I really don't. It doesn't bother me in the least. Okay. Donald Trump campaign 
things for Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania in the Republican primary. Where's the guff from Dow? Former President Donald Trump bolstered his support for Dr. Mehmet Oz at a campaign rally on rainy Friday evening in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. He attempted to give Oz, who holds a slim two-point lead over his chief rival, David McCormick. I can't wait for McCormick, too. And, and I met Dr. Oz up in Santa Fe at a gay wedding. By the way, remember, I, I told you why I was there, right? My, my wife was uh, doing the, um, she was taking pictures up there. It was at uh, Elvis. We, I, we got the picture on rockoftalk.chat. By the way, you got two unsubscriptions, uh, Dowd, uh, after we posted that uh, satanic uh, naked woman who was uh, protesting Widow v. Wade. I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> Yeah, so we won't be posting any more naked pictures. She's naked. Why is this in my inbox? I'm going to get in trouble. Mi esposa, she, she, she says I'm downloading. That, that image ran in the Daily Lobo, which Thank is the, you. the student newspaper of the University of New Mexico. If it was good enough for the Daily Lobo, it's good enough for the Rocket Talk, I say. The Daily Liberal, there it is. <laughs> uh, here it is. Uh, a boost less than two weeks until the contentious primary. He also alluded to his endorsement of J.D. Vance in Ohio, who'll lose and secure the GOP nomination will compete against Representative Tim Ryan. Here's, here's what Donald Trump had to say. Dr. Oz has led an enormously successful career on television, and now he's running to save our country just like I do. Listen to this. From the radical left lunatics and maniacs, Dr. Oz is a man who truly believes in the Make America Great Again or the MAGA movement. And as I said last night, if the MAGA movement is about being pro-abortion, if the MAGA movement is about being pro-mask and pro-vax, if that's the MAGA movement now and that's what uh, uh, Donald Trump is endorsing, I'm no longer part of any something, anything called a MAGA movement. That you know who else had an uh, extremely successful career on television? Tony Danza. But that doesn't mean we should make him a senator. Hey, Angela. <laughs> Angela. Take a quick break. 530 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM. Or rockoftalk.com. Nice, nice work there. Look at look at the look at the look at producer Eric getting into the group. He's never produced the show before. Before he came in here, coming over, Cumulus didn't let you uh, uh, produce the show for how long, Eric? I was there almost eight years. Eight years, and you were still making a minimum wage and what else? And they were forcing you to get a vac. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. They, they they wanted you dead. Did they they give you an NDA when you left too? Don't say anything. No, actually, they, they give you a non-compete. Of it. No, no, no non-compete. Like really? Nothing like huh? Most of these guys, they try to do that stuff. That stuff uh, doesn't hold uh, the, the the ink it's printed on. By the way, just so you know, you can you can crash those anytime. If anybody tells you to stick a NDA, just tell them to stick it where the sun doesn't shine. That's what you'll do when you have to. If you have to get into a relationship with someone who is going to make you sign an NDA, and you, just think about the relationship you're going to get into. If you have to get into a marriage. That has a prenuptial agreement. That's not a, a marriage you want to get into. It's the way it is. Michael Stipe's great. Back after a quick break, 532, back and forth. Set it up. 
5500 here in the U.S. 538. Uh, we got a couple of callers. Uh, they still on? Yeah, uh, throw them on. Uh, whoever's first wants to jump in. Who wants to jump into the Kiva? What's hey, hey, Eddie, I agree with everything you're saying, um, especially this J.D. Vance thing. He's a Mitt Romney Rockefeller Republican, and Tim Ryan is going to squash him down like a cow pie. He ain't going nowhere. It should have been the other guy, that Josh, whatever, he was the state treasurer or whatever. Mm-hmm. He should have been the nominee. He would at least win. This guy ain't going to win. And then over in Pennsylvania, another Trump supports another wrong one right there. Oz ain't going to win. So you're down. Yeah, Trump is becoming the leader of the rhino movement. Yeah, you're, so you're down 2-0 before the Senate race even starts. So then you're going to depend on Herschel to win. So now you're down 1-0 is all. It, it just, no, he, he's a disaster. He needs to, I, I said he should have went for Speaker of the House and let no. President DeSantis run the show. Yep, well, That's he's what, already running the show. we got to make America Florida, right? Well, uh, the weather sucks down there. What? <laughs> the weather's horrible. Florida's great. No, give me Arizona. It has also got the. It's, it's also got the shape state. It looks just like a gun. Yeah, but it's well. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, yeah. you got it. Looks like a hand. Looks like an automatic pistol. Yeah, but it's just the weather. The you, you see an automatic. You see an automatic pistol there. Yeah. That's what, what kind of like you know? Me. I think that's a good trivia question for our listeners. Like, what do you see when you see Florida? I would like, say what type like of maybe? I see a, a forty. I see a cool power. forty-five and nineteen eleven. What? what yeah, maybe like? something like that. Yeah. But as far as um, the Catholic Church, I'm a former Catholic. Mm-hmm. You're right on. Uh, Steve Smotherman is the man. Um, I, I, look at that. Look at Steve's getting, Steve's getting some love. I don't even attend his he's church. A good, no, he's a good man. He's a decent man. And um, He I is mean, a decent I, man. I, yeah, I like how I like he, he was on here calling it the uh, the China. He, wait, you said, what blues what I call it. Yeah. That's what it is. He's he's right on, and um, another one that no one knows a lot about is Pastor Armijo down in Berlin. Army um, Joe, he's a good man. That's what you call yeah. Armijos, by the way. Uh, so yeah, he, you're they, you're you're white boy, right? Um, Arab and white, yeah. Oh, white. Arab and white. Wow. Well, you can just say Armijo. It's a, they kind of like that. I don't know why they every Armijo likes that. But yeah, that's what I had to say, Eddie. But uh, yeah, you're you're right on in everything you're. You're saying, I mean, I, well, I I'm just saying what I what I think. I don't think any you can't disagree with me because yeah, it's it's because just right. it's it's just facts. I mean, it's these are fact. just I mean, I'm, these are just I mean, things that are like I dare you to, to disagree with me on any of this stuff. But I mean, we know what the what the evidence facts, is showing us. Facts are stubborn. They always like to get in the way all the time. You know, <laughs> they get in the way of your narrative. They get in the way of everything. You know, facts. Hey, but your your cousin's gay. Say, you should be cool to her. She's gay. Oh, I can't deal with that. No, I just, I can't, I have a high, I can't deal with it. You know, I just, yeah. I'm right there with you on that. But as far as the other thing is mm-hmm. Supreme Court thing, these, um, they need to release it now and be done with it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, I'm glad we're, t- I really want to talk about this. Since you brought yeah. it up, I'll address it very quickly. Like, we'll make it short and sweet. Yeah, we'll make it short and sweet like our governor. But uh, remove the sweet. She's uh, so, 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 yeah, short and sour. Uh, so <laughs> someone's got to invent a cocktail after her, right? That little chihuahua. Yeah. So, okay, so it's already been released. The decision's already there. Anything that they do to deter the vote, the people who signed to support it, 6-3, I want to find the guy who's going to who's going to change it based upon that it was released. Well, right, the other exactly. the other thing about you they, yeah, you, they can't. They can't. Cool. And the thing is who leaked it? 
We need to find out who that is. They need to be tried criminal charges. You do not ever leak stuff like that. And you don't go to the Supreme Court Justice's house. That's an automatic arrest. Where's the Department of Justice? Where, where's U.S. Marshals at? You don't do that to a, to a justice. So you, obviously you saw that. They were in front of John Roberts' house. And, yeah. yeah you and saw I'm it. not a John Roberts fan, but it doesn't make any difference. You do not ever go to a justice's house and protest. Well, ever. you know, they, they, they don't like bullying, but they're very good at bullying, isn't it? Oh, is it kind of amazing? Be, yeah, they, yeah, they love, love to bully. You and know, that, that's where the they... Civil War is going to be. Ironically, the Civil War will take place. Uh, amidst a, an 18,000, 17,000, 16,000 in the market, uh, while everybody is starting to lose their jobs, lose their homes. Remember, yep. people aren't going to lose their homes because they're losing their homes. They're going to lose their jobs first because that's, yeah. we're not going to have to. We're not going to have to worry about them losing their homes. They're just not going to be able to pay for them. The they bank will take them. Pay for their overpriced home that they just bought. Wait, 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 wait. I made this point last night. Um, I don't know if you know the difference. Did is it really overpriced? If you picked up a house. Okay, regardless of what you paid for it, would you rather have, and this is a good question, and not that doubt ever has to think about this. <laughs> Sorry, doubt. <laughs> I'm like sitting there putting doubt down, I guess. But uh, doubt, um, uh, would you rather have a 2% mortgage on a $400,000 home or a 5% mortgage on a three, $300,000 home? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have a home that's paid off. <laughs> yeah, think about that for a second. How how important that's a, one of those that's one of those questions. Yeah. So when you start Boy, talking that's... about price, it's really relative. It's relative to the interest rate that you have to on your the home. Interest, it's subject to the interest exactly. Rate. That's the problem. And so, yeah. well, no, that's and not the problem. Up. That's like these people who bought these people who bought. They're just locked into their host, house for the next thirty years. Right. They're not going to be selling it because they'll no, lose money. No. Yeah. They'll lose money. That's, now they, but if they're going to stay and keep it, they got a two percent mortgage. They'll never leave. They'll they'll just stay there forever. They have to stay there. Yeah. And their own. Providing they have a job to pay for it, they'll say. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad we're so smart enough to figure out uh, how uh, home economics works. But so. it's better off if you got an old house that ain't worth that much, but it's paid off, and you lose your job. Well, it is. It is. House. That is. You actually. There's some truth to what you're saying. It is better that if you have a small house that is paid off versus right. a big house. That um, you yeah, that you owe against. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. But if you own a big yeah. house and it's paid off, well, you know, the cost well, of everything. People that have these half million dollar, you know, retirement plans, but they owe a half a million dollar on their house. <laughs> See, so they really don't have nothing. So when they retire, they uh, they no, no, work. no, they have a lot. No, no. <laughs> you, have you filed your taxes? I would do yeah. that. And okay, well, then oh, yeah. you know how that works then. So yeah, there is a benefit how... for, for not sure. having. Uh, you know, not having, well, uh, you know, that house paid off. It's better that you, that, that you don't. Well, and then, you do it that, yeah. yeah. So mine, I paid mine off. I just busted my hump to pay it off years Good. ago. Good, then you own it. And then you own the property yeah. taxes. So go file and uh, get your uh, property taxes, contest your property taxes every single year. I think it costs a couple hundred bucks. And I think uh, Tim Aikenbeier, well, I think, does I'm it. I'm lucky. I live in Valencia County. Um, it doesn't matter what, going? it doesn't matter where you, it well, doesn't matter yeah. where you uh, file a, a contest for your, uh, uh, taxes. You can get them revised. Well, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I don't want to turn anyway, it into a personal anyway, uh, financial anyway, counseling session. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to be rude, you know, but I, I don't, uh, you know, anyway, uh, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. This is a guy you'll dump. This on. is Rico. Hey Rico. What's going on? Is this uh, Rico's hey, uh, What's going on? You just, uh, what you have something to say or you just wanted to hear your voice? hear it all the time okay what do you got uh, when, when y'all were talking about pennies 
do you realize that uh, pennies are not made from copper anymore? Said pennies. Okay. Well, what are they made of? They're made of zinc, and then they're copper plated. Oh well, we can. Well, it looks like we can swallow them and, and uh, protect us against the COVID for free. That's pretty good. Okay. Anything else? Uh, have a good day. All good right. Day. There we go, Rico. Uh, Eddie, right, one more uh, I, I can confirm at least from one source: ninety-seven point five percent zinc. Hey, Gil, what's going on? How are you? I am doing fine. How's Father Chavez over there at Saint Therese? No. Very quiet. Yeah, he's the, there's he's been the, nothing on the bulletin board. Yeah. Yeah, so he we, does have a sign of the permanent sign that says, love your neighbor. I'm to Bessie. Oh, that's and, good. Uh, that's, all, that's all he's got on there, which is fine. Well, that's but good. nothing on there except the, the, the um, times of the masses. I, I, put uh, a, I put a stop to it over there. I, I wanted to, I tried to, I had to put a stop to him. So Father well, Chavez is doing okay now, so. But that's Very the church your, your family built, so we had to make sure that uh, he wasn't uh, defecating on it with his thoughts, and that's what he was well, doing. What can you do? Like Mom used to say, they come and go, you stay, and uh, and uh, they'll be gone. They'll be gone. I've seen a bunch of them go through there. Well, there you okay, go. Okay, one thing. I talk talk about idiots. I was watching the uh, the weather on uh, Channel Thirteen, mm-hmm. which I usually do, mm-hmm. and then I turn it off, put you on. Okay. And anyway, after before that, they said they're going to say something that uh, homeless fourteen million dollar palace are building over there. Uh huh. And they had a study there. I think of twenty seven potential people that are going to stay. And the reason they stay there is if they would have, uh, they could rearrange the furniture, if they could keep pets in there. If they could set up outside so they wouldn't be stuffy inside, uh, uh, have a sweat lodge there. Oh, the sweat lodge. And and all these and oh and have movies for them. Why in the hell don't they go to work and get these things? <laughs> I agree. Well. Oh yeah. my God! What what where are we going? Eddie? But, who, but who doesn't need a good sweat lodge? You know. Oh, God. Like uh, who needs a sweat lodge? The Indians that are coming off the reservations over here. Well, I visit with them all the time. We scoot around and uh, around the university. I always stop and say hi to these guys. And, uh, you know, they get treated uh, pretty badly. And they're nice enough guys. You know, they're always cranking it up on the uh, on the booze uh, by the university. But I, I do talk to a lot of them. And, and um, you know, they have a tendency to, to congregate uh, with each other. And, you know, I try to get the story. And they're always trying to con- convert them at these shelters. They throw them out oftentimes, and when they're not getting thrown out, they're abused at the shelters by other people who are there. Um, but I think there's a, a tremendous amount in these progressive uh, homeless hellholes that have been created. Um, the uh, uh, Native Americans get treated like total third-class citizens over there. They, oh, I'm sure they, they do. They, like they, you want to see real uh, discrimination against Native Americans? That's where you're going to see it at. And these people... Um, that come in, you know, from from uh, from the various you know reservations and, and tribes. About twenty three of them, they get treated like total dog crap, and that's what they tell me. So that's why they don't go to the homeless shelter. That's why you see so many Native Americans uh, on the streets is because how they're being treated by the shelters. Immediately, it's just like this uh, discriminatory discriminatory angle that they take towards them. And so it's a very sad thing. And and you know, there are a lot of nice guys. They love to tell jokes. Um, very funny. Uh, just oh, yeah. Kind of cool to. Kind of cool to kind of hang out with them, and and I don't buy them any liquor, by the way. Um, I oh, just, no. I'm just there to visit with them. And you know, when I visit with them, you know what they always tell me? They're like, "Thanks for caring. Thanks for stopping by." 
they get all yeah. ex- they get all excited when when uh, you know I, I just say hi and ask them how their day is. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what I want you to do, Gil? Whenever you go, what? are you are you do you go out to eat? Where do you go eat breakfast? Where do I go eat breakfast? Yeah, Monroe's at right the, at, at the senior center. Oh, really? Oh, they, yeah. They still Man, have it. Can't beat it. Yeah, still like is it? Yeah, dollar eggs. five steak and eggs, right? Not steak and eggs. <laughs> well, it's bacon. Right, bacon and, and eggs. Then what's and better than potatoes. steak? You know what's better than uh, yeah. Don't eat this. Stay away from uh, the potatoes. Don't eat those. It's about no, don't, I don't, don't eat. Them. In fact, this morning I had the, the bacon and a pancake. There you go. Yeah. Take the pancake. That's fine. It's it's a yeah. le- less well, harmless than those potatoes. Big, big old pancake. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Well, and they want to raise the coffee uh, from uh, thirty cents to uh, fifty cents. Inflation. You know those yeah. beans are hard to come by these days. So there you go. <laughs> You can always come by the Kiva for a free cup of, cup of Joe, so we can yeah. uh, do that. So I'd love to meet you, Gil, before you uh, be, before you head on uh, anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know that. I know that. All One right. of these days we will meet. And, All right. Uh, thank well, God that uh, over here it seems to be settling down, and maybe the man is learning. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's uh, you know, he, I don't think he can sit down for a while. He he got it. He got chided pretty hard. So. But uh, yeah. apparently he uh, likes it. He likes it like that. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for uh, listening, Gil. 550, 50, 500. Uh, we got no more phone calls. Is that okay? Thank you. All right. Uh, Dowd, are you still alive? Are you there? I feel weird not talking to Dowd. And not uh, yes, I was uh, trying to weigh in, Eddie. I believe, uh, according to well, one website, the copper penny, uh, our caller was absolutely right. It is mm-hmm. not a copper penny. You have to get the copper. It's 95% copper before 1982. As Ooh. of uh, lately, it's 97.5% zinc, just 2.5% copper. If I swallow a penny, can I digest it? And will the zinc at all get into my system to be effective against the uh, La Corona? La Corona. Oh, the Corona. Some, some thoughts. Don't do it, folks. Post-1982 pennies would be better than pre-1982. Yeah. No, don't do it. Just don't do it at all. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Netflix not airing Dave Chappelle's Hollywood Bowl set. There it is. The uh, the whitest uh, man in America is now Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> if Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, <laughs> maybe Dave Chappelle is the... Uh, the black face of white racist humor. <laughs> the most talked about moment. And and the, the only thing that here's how Netflix this is how like how how you know the great enablers of the state of New Mexico aren't going to be able to change the mind of Netflix. Netflix is so woke, it doesn't care. What's Netflix stock today? Ooh, I haven't even if heard. you look at Netflix stock, it's probably trading uh, sub 160 now, right? Here it was at 690, folks. Amazon's got to be sub 2200 by now. Okay. It's going sub 2000 here by the end of the week. You got Amazon stock, dump it. Okay. People aren't buying stuff. I think I'm getting my last shipments in perfectly timed uh, for Amazon. I love my Amazon drivers. But my uh, Amazon. One, 180 today it closed at. 180. Oh, okay. You know, the, w- when your Amazon drivers are, are wearing $300 Jordans, yeah, you know, it's time to go ahead and uh, pull the money out of Amazon. Seriously. Oh no, 173 down Seriously. from six. You said it, 690. 690. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. The yeah. future and of New Mexico. There it is. That's the investment right there. Time to take a look at that. Anything that New Mexico bets on, just go ahead and, and just divest yourself of it because it's gonna. It's a sure loser. It's a sure loser. Yeah, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle for president. There you go. You'd actually have the first black president. I think that would that would be great. 
and actually makes them. So the most talked about moment from the first ever comedy festival, perhaps one of the most talked about moments from any comedy performance ever, isn't coming to streaming. No, Netflix doesn't want you to get a subscription to, to watch it. Netflix announced a list of content being released from its Netflix is a joke fest. Dave Chappelle's Hollywood Bowl event where the comedian was attacked on stage last week. The set's absence isn't due to the assault, however. The streamer made it clear before the festival that the comedian's four sold-out Hollywood Bowl shows were not being taped for a special. Mm-hmm. Chappelle had his own cameras present to film the shows, often do when working out new material. Professionally shot footage of the attack likely does exist and could eventually see the light of day in some fashion, but it's not part of Netflix plans. Literally the only thing that anybody would get a subscription for Netflix, right? It's probably to watch that attack because nobody else needs Netflix for anything else now. People are just losing. Uh, they decided not to do. There you go. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Uh, NASDAQ surfing its uh, first five-week losing streak in a decade and uh, loses even more today. The tech-savvy uh, heavy, excuse me, NASDAQ composite index suffered another weekly loss, tumbling 1.54% last week. That was the fifth consecutive weekly drop, the first five-week losing streak since 2012. You didn't build that. Since peaking in November at just above 16,000 points, the index has lost a quarter of the value since then, driven by the likes of Lyft, Amazon, and, yes, Netflix. NASDAQ officially slipped in the bear market this week as its year-to-date loss tops 20%. In doubt, I don't know if you caught this or not, but uh, China, in the midst of uh, America, uh, literally being lit on fire uh, here in the uh, last couple of weeks. China taunts Taiwan. Sends 18 jets into island nation's air defense zone. Did you catch this? China's uh, ramping up their... Provocative. Provocative. Uh, the J-11 and J-16 fighters into the Taiwanese air defense zone through the Bashi Channel. Taiwan's defense ministry confirmed all of this. They, uh, Taiwan has repeatedly complained over the regular pattern of uh, flyovers for the last two years. Even the country, which is claimed by China as its territory on a heightened state of alert. Earlier this week, Japan also reported eight Chinese naval vessels and traveling between southern Okinawa in northeastern Taiwan, Beijing did not respond to the claim. So uh, you can uh, rest easy, my friends. Uh, Russia has announced that it will not use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. No, instead, they're going to uh, drag this out into a prolonged uh, foot war. <laughs> the foreign ministry spokesman, Alexei Zolstev, told reporters on May 6th that deploying nuclear weapons was not relevant to the special military operations. No, they just want to drag it out. In addition to threatening rhetoric by the Kremlin, Western officials are concerned that President Vladimir Putin could trigger the nuclear option because of setbacks in his military invasion of Ukraine. Doubt I have to ask you, uh, is there any truth to the fact that uh, there's getting uh, Ukraine is getting any traction, seeing that Russia basically owns any uh, and all of the oil producing parts of Ukraine already? Yeah, yeah. Guess not. I, not that I know of, Eddie. I no. mean, uh, I, I, I know that all the all, all the, the swamp dwellers are, think they've won this war, but uh, I think it's a lot more complicated than they want us oh. to know. Yeah, there's uh, do. I mean, you want to talk about homeless and uh, and and paying to take the trash out? Uh, we'll probably do that in uh, hour three. They're adopting my idea for Tent City, uh, by the way. That was uh, also Diane Gibson's uh, original idea, and yep. I grabbed and I ran with, and then. I got accused for temporarily uh, storing the homeless. Do you remember? That's right. Eddie Aragon doesn't care about people in crisis. <laughs> and I'm literally, by the way, you know I'm not ever going to be running for anything again because look at the way that I'm talking about homosexuality. Seriously, who would vote for a guy that claims to be black, right? 4.6% black and is telling churches to throw out the homosexuals. That's not, as far as I'm concerned, Dow, that's not a winner. Hit the bricks, mister. 
<laughs> don't worry, guys. You don't have to worry about me. Not going to be jumping in any of your uh, reindeer games. That's about all they are. Uh, Eddie, I have a stock in Amazon. It will come back. No one delivers like Amazon, and the returns are always solid. It's not going to get back to 3700 I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> I'll take the 400 k at 2% every day, especially if it is in Placidas. One time we made a tiny scratch through the copper layer of a penny and put it in a hydrochloric acid to dissolve the zinc inside to make it hollow. Ooh. You guys are so smart. Our listeners are smart. Um, let's see. The hourly benefits of fasting. Blood sugars fall. All food has left the stomach. Insulin is no longer produced. After 12 hours, food consumed has been burned. Digestive system goes to sleep. Body begins healing. After 14 hours, body has converted to using stored fat as energy. After 16, body starts to ramp up the fat burning. And at 18, human growth hormone starts to skyrocket. Yeah, baby. That's what you do. Do the 18-hour fast if you're looking to do it. You could, If you do the 20-hour fast, um, it really goes. And then you want to lift. Um, you're not really um, getting into keto, by the way, until after 18 hours. So I'll take us to the top of the hour. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour three up next, you, me, and the Dowd makes three, 3,000 right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KI, the ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, commercial free, uh, commercial free hour three up next. Every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? You'll find your fortunes falling. All over the town Be sure that your umbrella Is upside This is The Rock of Talk On AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque In the 505 is more 411 here for you. Third hour gone. The Rock of Talk on AM6 
the abq.fm rockoftalk.com hour three you me the doubt makes three three thousand here roku tv amazon fire and apple tv download it now you can also uh go to rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com uh, lots to get to we're going to cover a lot of the stuff that has already been posted and uh, you received in your inbox this morning at uh, 4 a.m don't forget you can watch round the clock rockoftalk.tv reruns uh they just basically just go all day long plus some of our saturday shows uh, run uh, during the day from uh, 10 to 3. You can see Natalie and uh, Jaybird uh, as uh, well. Jaybone, Jaybird. I was uh, yeah, Jaybird. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he doesn't like Jaybone. That's right. I I like Jaybone. I you know why I like Jaybone? You know, I mean, like seven 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 kids, right? I mean, he's just he's he's the man. Jaybone's the man. He likes Jaybird. But. Uh, yeah, Eddie. The uh, I think oh, yeah. our friend, where's Dow? Our, our friend Natalie is uh, is uh, a, 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 here. He's he's nowhere. I literally cannot hear him. Our friend Natalie is uh, single handedly doing what she can to help uh, the birth rate. We heard in the news update there uh, uh, at the start of the new hour about that census report. I just looked it up, Eddie. Um, hmm. Uh, if you want the United States to continue, we need to have people in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, fertility rates declined between 1990 and 2019. Get this. 1990, for about for every 1,000 women between 15 and 44, the, the prime birthing years, there were about 70.7 births for every 1,000 women aged 15 to 44. Uh, by 2019, so we're talking three decades later, there were about 58.2 births per 1,000 women in that age group, 70.7 down to 58.2. And let me give you the age. This is really interesting. There's not one group looking at the median age of the mother at birth, meaning half women are younger and half the women are older. We went in those three decades, we went from the median age uh, at birth, 27-year-old mother to 30-year-old mother. Mm. Uh, the The foreign board, this is crazy. The people coming to the United States are... Not having kids uh, went from twenty-seven to thirty-two. Really, uh, whitey went from uh, twenty-seven to thirty. Uh, Black America went from twenty-four to twenty-eight. Oh, that's uh, good. Asian Pacific Islander went from twenty-five to twenty uh, twenty-nine to thirty-two. Holy cow! Wow. Uh, Hispanic went from twenty-five. Well, Asians, Asians age well. You know, oh my God! They say yeah, black really... don't crack. It's Asian people don't crack. Yeah, they really Look don't. Look at a picture of Lucy Liu. She looks exactly the same right now as she yeah. did when she was on uh, Ally McBeal in 1997. Yeah. Scary. Uh, and uh, Hispanic up from 25 to 28. But hey, there's not one group here. They break it down on all these age, all these different demographic groups. I mean, women are having far less babies and they're having their babies at a later age. And of course, the later you start to have babies, the fewer babies you're going to have because the eggs run out. Um, It's kind of a cruel, I know a lot of women are very angry about this, particularly young, attractive women who are models and, and uh, actresses because around 35, the the offers for the roles just don't just stop coming. We had uh, Rick Ocasek's widow the other day uh, whining about how she's in her fifties now when she walks into a room and, nobody notices her anymore when she used to rule rule the roost but you know that that that's one of my main motivations why we have to do we have to have a i think generally we can't have chaos at the border like we have now which is totally insane 
but we have to allow people into the country because we're not going to have a country if we don't allow, if we don't mint new Americans. Now, I, I do not support open borders insanity, the kind of stuff that's going on right now, but uh, native born American women, and I think men have something to do with birth. It's been a while since I took biology, but uh, we just don't have kids like we used to in America. And I, I wonder, it's, you know, it's a confluence of, of factors. I think, Eddie, I think a big part of it is I think a loss of confidence. People aren't, they aren't, optimistic about the future of the country. They're trapped in their own little bubbles. Uh, people are telling them that we're destroying the planet. Um, we're, we're lonely people. You're looking at the pe the social connectedness, which has been lost in our society. I think all these things are coming together to really plot against fertility. So Natalie, if you're listening, keep it up, kid, because we need babies. Yeah, I think uh, you know what it is. It's all these uh, weird, weird uh, dudes that are getting vasectomies. You know, that, that contributes a lot to that. Um, I think the sexual appetites of, uh, you know, young women, I think, is uh, being preyed upon uh, all the time. You know, I think they're more experimental, so they're not interested in procreation. I think there's a lot of that. I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> you know, pursuing a career first or having to provide anything. I think, uh, you know, I think a woman, um, you know, wants to have children at a younger age rather than older age, I would think, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it just doesn't make sense. And then, you know, there's a lot of women, you know, uh, bad women who likely probably withhold sex from their husbands and their husbands probably aren't attracted to them anymore. And so, you know, they're not exactly hungry for that, you know, so they're not creating. And it, you, that's where kids come from. They come from a lot of, uh, they come from a lot of love, contact, you know, yeah. Action City. Yeah. Well, Eddie, being listening to a lot of uh, male oriented podcasts and video casts and men who are Chauvinist. you know there's the, there's the manosphere which is me. comprised of you know MGTOW guys and then there's the men's rights activists and then there's the pickup artist guys and there's the incels like there's all these little uh, little portions of the room where where men are talking mm -hmm. about gender issues uh <laughs> a lot of men and I have not never spent the time on this no. <laughs> one of the benefits of being poor I guess uh a hell of a lot of men and and you and they do these profiles of these women all the time now. As a young woman, you can get you can get online and set up an OnlyFans account, and these simp's will just shower you with money. Um, you know, you write them little cards, and you 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 can text them or send them special messages, um, and they can do a special video for you. And these attractive young women, they they got these men wrapped around their finger, and they will just shovel money at you. And it's a way for men to have this kind of phony baloney intimacy because. Maybe they're not attractive in the dating field. Maybe the wife left them or the second or the third or the fourth wife left them. And it, it's this sort of digitization of our glands. And that's it, it. It's, you know, I don't know much about it, but every time I read the New York Post, there's another profile of a woman who's making $300,000 a month on OnlyFans. I mean, I think that's another element to this too. It's kind of sad and pathetic, frankly. <laughs> wow. That's uh <laughs> sometimes you just turn into the radio and you hear things that you never thought you'd hear before. <laughs> I didn't know that was stuff was going on, but uh, there it is. Uh, one of the reasons I'm uh, generally not on social media uh, either, but that is uh, very interesting. I didn't know you could make that kind of money. It certainly uh, does that. Yeah. Uh, Dowd, you're absolutely right. Uh, the average age and yesterday being mother's day is now over 30, Yeah, over 30 folks. Yeah. And that's not good. Um, yeah. The America will fall because uh, women didn't want to be women. Uh, well, fertility rates dropped from 1990 to 2019. The decline was regarded as rather stable compared to the previous eras. The age at which women has uh, had babies now shifts. Fertility rates declined by almost 43% for women between the ages of 20 and 24. Oh. 
Like that's, that's when you're healthiest and most fertile. That's when you should be having your babies. Oh, wow. How dare how dare you tell a woman when to have a baby, chauvinist? <laughs> uh, more than 22% of women between 25 and 29 at the same time increased by more than 67% for women. I mean, now it's time, if you're a real man, just to join the uh, Mormon religion. Right? I, I, I can't I can't object. I think you, you, you can't that, that might be the right move like, for a lot of men. You you know, it's like, okay, well, sure. I, I'm I'm into Shakespeare and I really enjoy um, you know, some guy who uh, wagon trained across the country and started his own religion. And yeah. we're gonna move to Utah, folks. Andy, there's <laughs> a, a, a we live right next to another town over which has a, a Swiss apostolic Christian community uh-huh. uh, where the women wear the the, the, the floor length denim skirts with the you know the hair always up in the bun uh and bun they they manage the homes and they have the babies and they're not out there being corporate lawyers the men are the prime breadwinners although the women have immense amount of work at home because they have so many kids and they do all their own canning and baking and you know all that other stuff and uh it, it, there are these they live on in these pockets like the traditionalist mormons uh the, the swiss apostolic christians the amish i mean these little enclaves of people who continue to believe in the old ways. And I, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson talking about the traditional, what the feminazis today would call patriarchy. We evolved, whether you, you could see it's God's God ordaining it, or whether you say, or you, whether you think mankind evolved this way, life was extremely hard. You had to go down to the creek and get buckets of water and, and boil them. So you didn't die mm-hmm. from the poison water. Right. Men were outside the home, winning resources, hunting, fishing, farming doing all that kind of stuff women were just as busy back at home with all the kids and it was a division of labor whereby you had to have those two partners given that your life challenges were so over the top i think one of the great disappointments i think we have in modern societies we've never had a conversation about how technology uh, in all its forms making life much much easier making much your life much more secure how the welfare state takes care of you even if you don't want to work that is a fundamental change from the days when every day you got up and it was a fight for survival. And mm-hmm. men and women, maybe things weren't perfect between the sexes, but there was a real partnership there. And if you didn't work as hard as you could maintaining the home as a woman, doing all those things and gardening and sewing. I read a fascinating book years ago about uh, women in the mid-19th century, and what their day was like in terms of, you know, this was not bored women in the 60s with their dishwasher and their early air conditioning these women work almost as much as men and cooking and preparing cooking and cleaning and taking care of all the babies and you know make these women made a lot of their own clothes and it certainly wasn't it was no party time for the men they were out on whaling ships they were out all day in the fields or in the mines it wasn't really great for them either i I hate to break it to our our feminist loons out there but neither gender had it really very well but they worked together and that's the only reason humanity got to the point where we are we don't live like that anymore we've gone off in a million different directions and i don't know that all of them have been good i think you can look at the suicide rate you can look at mental health problems in our society you know the other thing i think that's interesting uh retreating from those traditional costs and we just never we never discussed this we need we need to be talking about how we we're monkeys (laughs) who evolved in a particular time in a particular way, but we've changed everything about our lives. And then we wonder why people are unhappy and marriages don't last and people are killing themselves and people have substance abuse problems. Marriages don't last because a a woman, um, you know, has an idea about how uh, the relationship should be because she's too busy talking to all her friends about how unhappy they are. And so they bring the unhappiness into 
you know, their homes because of whatever, what, what, what she's talking about is what I've been going through. And then they get it all in their head. It's like, it's, it's worse than COVID. And then they figure out ways to be unhappy to go find even more unhappiness uh, somewhere else. And, and many people suffer through miserable marriages. Uh, Midwesterners are notorious for not getting divorced. Uh, they, they refuse to get divorced. Uh, and then they just have a whole other life outside of their marriage. Uh, mm. But they raise their family and, they, you know, they, don't, they generally don't kill each other. They just have an understanding. Uh, well, Eddie, the, you know, the other element of this that is never discussed, and a lot of guys in the, in the male intellectual movement talk about this a lot, and it's a new concept to me, was, yes, the average family had 7.9 kids, so... Obviously, the men and the women were uh, spending time together, let's say, but the amount of time as a percentage of your day of your day that you, you know, you don't need a lot of that time in order to create babies. Men and women had very different lives. They were not they were not on top of each other all the time working together and, and vacationing <laughs> together and, you know, building a small business together. Uh, the, the, the woman in the Roman times, the domina, you know, would run the, the home situation, which was complicated some if wealthier families had servants and you know everybody had 7.9 kids the man was out getting resources outside and men and women they even their social settings men would be you know the men would be in their smoking jackets in the study you know having drinks and talking about things and women would be another part of the house uh you know doing all their little hen clucking women and men did not have we it was not as androgynous as it is now where everybody has the same jobs and everybody, you know, this phenomenon of the, of the work spouse. I've had two work wives in my life. There were no work wives back in the old days. Men worked with men and women when they weren't working alone would be working with other women, maybe their sisters mm -hmm. or maybe women in the neighborhood mm -hmm. or maybe the female of offspring who are helping her raise the other children. Men and women spent a lot of time apart. Now at night when you worked all day and it was physical labor, you got together in bed and, you know, that's what ha what happened with babies. But th there wasn't this, uh, you know, androgynous social scene where we were all together all the time. They, they lived very separate lives. And, Eddie, I think that helped society, too, because women expect men to behave like women. And a lot of men expect, you know, women to behave like men in the workplace. And it does not. It has not gone well. I, I've worked in workplaces where the men and the women, and when I was an intern in D.C., they all hated each other, and it was way more than just the thermostat. Uh, you know, the, the women thought the men were too cruel and, and and too insulting, and the men thought the women didn't work hard enough. Um, men and women lived very separate lives back in the back of the day, and yes, they got together to make babies in the evening hours. Um, but most of their day, they were men stayed in male groups largely, and women stayed in female groups largely. And I don't know that that was a worse situation. Maybe we need to look at that again. Yeah, well, you're not going to get, um, a, you know, men, uh, especially nowadays to, you know, we had this one friend and he refused to like go out by himself without his wife. He had to be like, you know, then you have Mike Pence who wouldn't get in an elevator unless it was his wife. Yeah, Pence rule. The Pence yeah, rule. whatever yeah. the heck that was. And yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of that that goes on where men are run by their wives. And I think, the, you know, the problem for me I should say, you know, on a personal level, is like nobody can run me. Nobody can tell me what to do. And, you know, I've, I've got a, you know, it's just the way it is. Like I'm a very, I'm, you know, I've got hard bark all over me. It's, um, I'm a pretty tough pill to swallow and I'm set in my ways. And uh, that's just the way it, that, that it is. And you can either like it or don't like it. But I think that's part of the attraction is, you know, being rugged, being individual, being somebody that other people can't conquer, as opposed to being malleable. I'm going to do what I Happy wife, happy life. Take that out of your vocabulary, please. That is a terrible phrase. Terrible. Just, do, just get 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 rid of it. If you are a conservative and you're using that, 
you're not a conservative. You are going to, you're a cuck. You're going to do everything yes. that you're, 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 they tell you to do. Yep. Okay. And you're going to be so incredibly unhappy for it. <clears throat> now, if there's people that, you know, truly love you and they're like, well, I, that's the way he is. That's just who he is. And that, that, that's cool. That's different. They're also going to, you know, try to help you in, in different ways, but you know, you have to be who you are. There's the, a song I constantly comment on and you're going to laugh because it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Love the one you're with. It, don't. 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 Okay? Don't try to make it work sometimes. All right? I, I'm sorry, but you are going to find yourself incredibly... Uh, no no one person can make you happy. Okay? Not the other person. Responsibility is your own happiness. Okay? Your, your, your happiness is your own responsibility. It's not somebody else's. Okay? But these catty guys and gals get together and they start saying, well... You know, I've never had a conversation with another. Doubt I've ever had a conversation with you about my personal life. Never. Never. Yeah, just fun stuff about the boys, but not fun beyond stuff. that. No. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. talking about, you know, my personal relationships. Never had right. that conversation, right? Because why would I go and sh kind of share it? Because part of the power of a relationship is in the mystery, is in the conquering, is in the, you know, getting together. And if, you're not, if there's not friction, if there's not fighting, there's not the other F word going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that is the eternal battle that makes the world go round. And all these guys are like, well, you should read a relationship book or you need to go to counseling. Like, fastest way to exit the door, go to counseling and decide that you're going to start uh, incorporating uh, your uh, guy or gal counselor into your marriage. Okay. Quickest way out of it. Quickest way out of it. Okay. Best thing that you can possibly do to keep a marriage. And I know. Okay. Talk conversation communicate okay I'm, I'm a great communicator on the radio not not generally a great communicator overall when it comes to that i'm like i'm done you know that's just sort of the way that it is but it's part of that that actually makes it more attractive it's like what's he doing what's what's going on what how's he you know doing this doing that like that's an important thing like you see these people who are constantly on top of each other what do you do? You 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 immediately come to that uh, one relationship uh, from what is it called? The name of that? Uh, the Hangover. She's in commercials now. The woman with the horn rimmed glass who, you know, who went out and got married. Of course he got married. He he left and he married Heather Graham when he went when he went, when he went to Vegas and paid for the whole entire trip. Well, it's funny because it's true. That yeah. guy literally hates his wife. Mm -hmm. It hates his wife because she's literally telling him every single thing to do, what to wear, how to be, don't wear that, don't go here, don't do that. Guess what? Women don't want that either. Women don't want a man to tell them where to go, what to do. They want a man to be certain about what he's doing. But we've lost those roles because all these women have been graduating this, you know, empowerment. Oh. And they literally divested themselves to say, well, we got the power now, even though we always had it. And we gave it away to every gender, 58 different genders now. So now being a woman doesn't even matter. This is why men don't value women. Men don't value women anymore because they're too damn understanding about everything. Mm -hmm. You know who has to be less understanding about everything? Women. They need to have the strongest boundaries. Men can do whatever they want because they're, they're, they're supposed to roll in the mud and, you know, dig holes and, you know, bark and bite and, you know, get all bloody. Women are expected to be the discipline, right? And that's what makes things stable for a family, for children, or for anything. And, you know, before I kind of uh, get too far into the weeds on all this, uh, part of what makes it go around 
is the fact that there is conflict and that you're never going to be able to solve it. You see it happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what makes you, you know, persist in a relationship is because, oh, I, you can't figure that thing out. Nothing's perfect. No, one, no, one's, no one's in a perfect relationship. That's why you don't want to go talk to your friends about your relationship. Oh, we need to sit down and have a con- conversation. What? So I can feel bad from somebody else who's judging me in my relationship because their relationship is so damn great. Like, I don't need that. Mm. I, Eddie, I like where you're going on, on um, well, just male, female in general. I, I guess I, people would scoff and say the man who's never been married shouldn't be lect- lecturing people on, on, on marriages. But and I've, been, I've been, and I've been married three times. So there you go. Okay, well, we're covered. Um, <laughs> I think I worked <laughs> in an office. To play. I worked in an office one time where we had seven employees, but a total of eight divorces. We had more divorces than employees at the office. There you go. Um, but but uh, another argument from a lot of the MGTOW content creator type guys that, that would never have occurred to me because I've never been married is the, the breakage in the link, linkage. And I think this is really deeply profound. I, I, I suspect a lot of married guys or, or divorced guys probably could, could relate to this concept of the feminism that has just done so much. And as much as I hate the unionistas and the environmentalists and the critical race theory people, I really, I've said it before, I don't know that there's any more destructive ideology on earth than feminism because it's just so profoundly anti-human, anti-nature. If you're a religious person, you know, anti-traditional religious values, it is just, it's just a, it's a, it's a tsunami wrecking crew that just lays waste to society. But the argument they make is in the past, men uh, had authority in the household and the feminists hate that. They think that's the worst thing in the world. Right. But society demanded that for men to have that authority, they had responsibility for the family. Exactly. Yes. So those were two uh, seemingly at, at odds concepts. But because you were the uh, per- literal physical protector, the physical provider of resources, the leader of the family. And you can, st- from time to time, you'll hear traditional women who write for the federalist.com. Uh, they'll talk about, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for- that my husband is the leader of our family. You know, you tell that to Gloria Steinem, she'll, her head will explode. But yes, men were deferred to and treated as authority figures. But the flip side of that coin was they were responsible for their families mm-hmm. and men were not respected in society if they did not provide for their families. If a man was irresponsible, if he didn't work hard, the, the small communities that we, we were raised in, people noticed that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So now in, in feminist, no-fault divorce, welfare state America, and and all the developed world, I guess, or most of the development mm-hmm. world, uh, men are still charged with the responsibility. Uh, right. Men pay more taxes than women. Right. Men right. support the welfare state more than women. If the but marriage the ends, the benefits are gone. Oh yeah, if the marriage ends, the man will be held <clears throat> through the court system to be financially responsible for the kids. But right. the authority is long gone. So there's a, a one creator. MGTOW guy called TFM who says, why would I want to enter into that deal where I'm still expected to have all of the responsibility, but they don't, I'm not granted a half ounce of authority anymore. There you go. Precisely why men don't want to get married anymore. I mean, the data back us up, Eddie, men are walking away from marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think men are choosing never to get into marriage and then they start to wonder why, you know, there's all these uh, lifestyles, but it's all because you let that nagging and the complaining and that cattiness sort of taken over and that's what happens, you know, they, these, the, the women get together and they start talking to each other and they sort of make up these stories about their partners without actually talking to them directly. And they create that thing and they go out and then they're all replicating, you know, that very same relationship. Uh, let me, let me go a step further for you. And this will get slightly graphic here, but um, I've had the good fortune of uh, knowing many people in my life 
And one of the things I've always remarked on is, you know, women go to the bathroom together, right? I mean, generally speaking, you're out, you know, women just say, oh, you're going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I need to go too. Like, okay, that's, I haven't seen that in years because I haven't been out like that in years. Um, but it's very funny how everything is a trend. And I don't just mean like trends in relationships or how it's kind of suddenly trending on transgenderism or it's cool to be, you know, cis or this or whatever, you know, things happen to go. Well, there's also trends when it comes to how people groom themselves. Have you noticed this? And then you're starting to wonder, it was like, well, if you're monogamous, if you're by yourself, how is it that you're groomed just like everybody else? Okay. And I'll let your mind wander, if you will. Okay. Like in seventies, they all look this way. In eighties, they started changing and they look different ways. Like nice. Like how did they all just start changing? <laughs> it's a good question, right? It's a very, very good question. It's because of the exchanges of information. There's lots of information that's going, and that information flow, which goes down to the you know very you know base form of you know trends to the changes in the law to what's now become prevalent and established in law and now constitutional. And then we see all of these will force these institutions to crack and break when at the very outset, what they were set to do in the sharing information was meant to preserve and protect and reaffirm the security of any marriage, right? To kind of keep it together. Well, we, well, you really don't recommend a divorce. Now it's like, what do you mean? You only, you're only divorced once. You're only divorced twice. It's like, it's, it's, it's in vogue. Well, what did you get out of the first one? What did you get out of the second one? It's like, oh, it's, that's not a marriage. That's, that's what people are cranking out of their marriages. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're seeing this continue more and more. So any other reason that there isn't a, a complete total breakdown of the family where people are choosing, you know, not even to get involved in, in, in relationships? I mean, it's a matter of time before people say that, well, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, break up with that person or not being with that person. Like, they're very transient now. Relationships in general are, are very transient. And if they're not, then there's unhappiness. Unhappiness abounds, right? Oh, no, he was never really happy. He's been with her for 25, 30 years. They stayed together for the kids. Like, no, don't. It's not going to help you. And it's not helping society if you're miserable within the most sacred of institutions, which is your partner, which is the goal of your life is to partner up with somebody, you know, obviously to, you know, have a good life. One part of that's going to be for this. One part of it's going to be for that. So, yeah, I think this is a, a good conversation about the reason why we are no longer reproducing. We need to have a replenishment rate, I think, at 2.1. I yep. think we're at 1.7 right now. Yeah. Uh, right now, we the nuclear family has been attacked because it's the patriarchy. Uh, you know, Donald Trump probably did a lot to help that, uh, I would say. But at the very same time, he he, he sort of did. <laughs> You know, ironically for himself, you know, the man has been uh, married and uh, divorced three times. I think he's, I think uh, the first lady was, was she, was she his, his third wife or fourth wife? Do you know? Uh, let's see. Marla was second. Uh, Ivana was first. So I think this is number three. Yeah. It's number three. Okay. Yeah. Did anybody, was anybody talking about Donald Trump's third wife? Oh, he's, uh, she's going to be the first wife. No, everybody was remarking about how wonderful a first lady that she was the best first lady of all time. Whereas Barack Obama had only been with Michelle and she's like, that's the worst first lady of all time. Right? Absolutely. Nobody cares about how much or how many times you've been married. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. 
Like nobody, that's not, that's not, that's not, it, it, that does, those traditional viewpoints don't hold up anymore. What I think Ray, do, Reagan was the first president who had, who had oh been divorced. Yeah, that guy yeah. couldn't keep it in his pants. It took, it to, took, took us to 1980 to have a divorced president. That's, that was a long time. <laughs> well, I, I, he married a, a divorce. He was constantly, had his hands on every uh, actress's, you know, butt uh, uh, when he was getting, he was a good looking debonair dude, but uh he was bouncing from place to place. He was he was worse than he was worse than JFK in his heyday. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, nobody's worse than JFK, but uh, people don't know. Ronnie that was close. <laughs> well, Eddie, I think you know. You know, I, I, again, can't speak to my my marriage sure. or marriages, but I, I look at my folks. My uh, on April sixteenth, Tom and Sharon celebrated fifty six five six years. Fifty six years. Uh, my other, one of my sisters uh, is about to celebrate 30. The other one's about to celebrate 24. And it's amazing how, how fast, uh, culture can change Eddie thinking about growing up in the seventies and eighties when, you know, I mean, in our Catholic small town, New England (laughs) community, there was no divorce and kind of, it's kind of what you, what you grow up with and what your expectations are. I think the culture of narcissism and the culture of the, the therapeutic, world we have now where everyone expects to be deliriously happy at all times exactly and they they That's expect the that you know you look at a, a well i guess you don't have to be a member of the opposite sex to get married anymore but you in the old days uh, uh you you'd look at the other person now you look at the other person and say your job is to make me deliriously happy and if if you don't do it you know, what? we're not going to have a we're not going to have a relationship. And I thought a lot about my parents and the ups yeah. and downs of 56 years. Um, small town, New England, Catholics, very strong moral code, very strong uh, family orientation. They lived. Um, and I put this up on I think I put this up on, on dot chat when I was talking to someone over the weekend. Uh, one set of my grandparents was a 30 second walk away. The other set of my grandparents was a three minute drive away. Uh, they did not fit. They did not search America looking for employment opportunities. Uh, be, they, they stayed with family. My parents, my two, Tom and Sharon, are the least materialistic people you will ever meet. They don't care about status. They don't care about things. Uh, and and I, that's one of, probably one of the best gifts they they gave me. They both wanted kids. They had such a firm grounding. I don't think they really saw each other as your job is to make me deliriously happy. They saw themselves, you know, as a much larger agenda. I think originally they wanted six, but after they stopped at David at number three, why why even have any more kids after he arrived? Right. Um, And I just think people, uh, this is, this is the, the TikTok OnlyFans Instagram uh, culture where people, you know, and I would say more, more female than male lately are taking these glamour shots and selfies. I mean, they Mm -hmm. really, you have wildly exaggerated expectations about the quality of of your life and what you think you deserve. And that, I think that Eddie flows right into the romance stuff, which is your job is to make me happy. Uh, If that's all it's about, that relationship is not going to last and it's probably not going to produce many babies. Yeah, I think uh, for the most part, uh, we've killed romance. Um, you know, it, we've it, it's become rote. Uh, and I'm going to open up the mic for uh, Eric here because he's never been married. And I'm sure, Eric, uh, you know, kind of, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your own uh, personal, I mean, are you attracted to the idea of marriage uh, moving forward? I still am. I've never yeah. been married. I'm almost 50, but I'm, your parents I'm attracted. Have been, your, your parents have been married for a very long time. For 57 years. 57. Whoa. 57, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, good Catholic, North North New Mexico yeah. Catholic families. So I think what we're finding here, though, so here, here's, the, here's, here's, I think, a good a way to sort of kind of call all this together, okay? I still have hope. 
That's great. Shared shared values, shared viewpoints, shared passions, shared shared loves. Okay. You might not find each other to be the most attractive uh, thing uh, on on the earth, and that, that that's fine. Okay. But if you can share those, and your your institutions aren't invaded by outside forces, and this is what the LGBTQ community knows very well. If they know that they can kind of steer you into another direction, it starts making you question. It's it's a I hate using this. You you okay. used used uh, yeah, it's gaslight. They can reorient. Yeah, and that and that's what's happening is is you have a complete and total gaslighting of communities. So when if you're looking to preserve your Christian community, the worst way to do it is start introducing LGBTQ elements into it. It just is like you are not going to be a Christian Catholic community. There's nothing else I can say to that. I mean, if you want to, to, to preserve it. So I think in the cases of both of your marriages uh, from, with your parents and neither one has ever been married and you're still holding on hope, doubt is not, he's part of the MGTOW. But I think, you know, he and like you also realize uh, your happiness, just like I've realized this, could never be uh, solidified by somebody else. But what thing can definitely happen is another person can make you miserable. They may not be able to be make you happy, may not be able to be responsible for that, but the other person can very much make you miserable. So, you know, that's one of the things that we have to be careful about uh, what we mix our, ourselves with. And, you know, I think uh, for everybody, they have different goals for their relationships and uh, to each his own, whatever they, that happens to be. But I think, I don't think marriage is, is, uh, is something that people should pursue just uh, in general. I think uh, marriage is something that, if you're lucky enough, it comes along and you want to put your stuff together. Hey, let's, why don't you take everything you own and I'll, I'll take everything I own and let's all marry it all together. And uh, then we can fight about it after we hate each other. What? <laughs> well, you know what they say, uh, Eddie, if you, uh, if you ever, if you're ever tempted to uh, get married, uh, just find a woman who hates uh, your guts and give her half your stuff and avoid the middleman. <laughs> That is another way to go. Yeah, that is uh, true. <laughs> and uh, this is not about bashing women for me. This is about recognizing that we are at a cultural point where I think men yeah. and women both have a lot of problems. And I'd like to turn this thing around. Eddie, I can't say they, it. They have, they have a lot of problems just trying to stay men and women anymore. Well, men that, aren't men. Too, women yeah. aren't women. I, mean, uh, I don't think I don't think about it often. But when I, you know, every 20 or 30 days, I'll think about for I'll have a fleeting thought that if I had taken that job in Elko, Nevada, in oh. Elko County, Nevada, where there's a hell of a lot of LDSers when I was 26 or 27, maybe I, in rural Nevada, you know, maybe I would have met a nice LDS girl and my life would be different. But it's kind of sad that I think in order to get that traditionalism, you're, you have to go to these kind of communities. You can't just find one in a suburb or a city anymore, because I, I just think feminism has done so much damage to to uh, the culture. And it's not every woman and not every feminist is a woman there's a lot of male feminists out there who who buy into the whole thing too very destructive can you imagine and and doubt what you're welcome to continue on right we're gonna go seven but let me let me say this i don't know many stupid men but i know one stupid man and it's the man marrying michelle lujan grisham <laughs> that is a stupid person yes you you couldn't be any stupider than than what who, what he is. No, seriously, think about this. He's probably a hell of a nice guy, right? She definitely wears the the chonis, right? In the in the relationship, no. Oh, poor 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 Cordova over there, huh? He got a he got in trouble. He's over there in front. Don't walk in front of her. She's the governor, don't you know? You know, the VP Kamala is marrying our governor. Yes. You know, what's what's going on there, Eddie? You play the best music. Uh, okay. 
but um, I'm glad, glad to hear that. Uh, let's see. Ooh, uh, update. Here, here's more relationship problems. Relations. Uh, this from uh, uh, ABQ Raw. Might as well. I mean, I'm 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 good with going ABQ Raw. That, those guys don't like me though. Um, but <laughs> join the club. The uh, I hate Eddie Arion clubs. Got to have more than like how many how many members do you think that I hate Eddie club has uh, producer? Oof. Thousand tens there, of thousands. There's probably maybe there might be a thousand listening. Yeah, your haters <laughs> just hate me. As long as they listen, we don't care. <laughs> Amazon temporarily killed Parlor, which permanently crippled it. Tyrants, I no longer purchase through Amazakas. Okay, that's great. I like the boycotts. I like the guys who are always like boycotting everything and feeling like they're they're having an impact now. Like there's so much money that's flowing around. Like your boycotts don't even matter anymore. Just buy what you want, be happy, and just forget about it. You know, as long as you know, like don't go to Disney. I'm not going to do that. You know, I got to. If if somebody could do what Amazon does better than Amazon, then I'd buy from them. But nobody does what Amazon does, so I buy from them. Need 2.9 kids per couple. Marriage rates are low. Self-absorption is high. Pop culture is not cool to have kids. That's right. Along with Mormons, Catholics would have four or five children, and that's not happening anymore. Well, because Catholics aren't even Catholic anymore. I mean, they're letting gay people into their church, man. Uh, part of this is they have gay people running their church. What am I talking about? Part of this is the faith thing. If I say, though, so if you look at a faithful evangelicals and Catholics, and of course Mormons are the ones that are still having children, just not as fast as they are used to. This is why a certain segment of our culture wants open borders because a typical liberal progressive does not have children unless it is late into their 40s, otherwise known as designer child. Oh, yeah, a lot of people, that's what you call older people with, with kids. They're having designer child. They always like getting them with like little learning disabilities or like picking them up for a doll. Well, this one has, you know, this one has a birthmark this way or this one has this type of descent. And, you know, we can, it, that's, a, it, that's a big thing up in uh, fantasy, I think. Uh, you're correct concerning the church today being vocal about LGBTQ movement inside of it. It's just plain sodomy uh, and is not the Catholic church. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. You don't have to agree with me on that. Um, let's see. Are we surprised about the birth rate falling? Uh, women don't give most guys the time of day. And by the time they do, it's too late. Eddie, my hope is about gone when it comes to marriage. Guess I dodged a bullet with four months of attempted mental manipulation. That's the other thing. I never really in, in touch. So. All right. Feminism was created by the powers that be to make women feel worthless, telling them they needed to get jobs to be equal. It was part of the plan to destroy the family while at the same time now getting the other half of the population paying taxes. That's a big driver with the government, right? I mean, if you love somebody, why are you trying to get the government involved? Nothing's going to be able to keep you from that person. That's, 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 that's so good. I think that's, uh, that's an important and the role of the woman was utterly diminished. Women have so much power, right? Uh, if you can hook up with a girl where both of you have amazing chemistry and just never get married, you'll both be happier. Check out Clint Eastwood's love life sometime. It's really interesting. Have you seen his divorce life? It's 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 lengthy. <laughs> the man is literally just you know goes goes through. I I don't know that he ever knew what he really wanted. Is that a fair assessment? I mean, even well into his nineties. What is he? Is he ninety yet? I don't know, I but so, that's yeah. kind of my excuse. I didn't know what I wanted. I wasn't ready. Well, if and if they keep changing, then you don't know. I mean, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm so zeroed in. Like I don't even. It's it's like, you know, <laughs> it's the one thing. You know, it it can't change. Like no matter no matter how hard I try, it's just that's just what what it is. And why don't don't fight it? Oh, this is good. 
Um, oh, oh. Now, I will say a couple of good things. Marriage can be great. So great. I, uh, I did it often, but I also did it often because marriage wasn't so great. And the other thing is, you know, family situations and pressures and various other things that kind of put the in. I mean, they never give marriages sometimes a chance. And I think that that's an important thing to, to notice as well. The outside influences of parents, of people, of other, I don't know, uh, influences, all sorts of, um, you know, conflicts can create many people who should be together, can make it impossible for them to be together. Hmm. And that's a very difficult thing. I think that happens a lot as well. And I know of what I'm saying uh, a little bit too much. And I, I know that uh, you both know about that, uh, both Eric and um, Dowd. All right, Dowd, uh, later on, our top five is uh, found directly at rockoftalk.chat. Yes, folks, uh, you can uh, look at you can vote for the top five yourself uh, by becoming a subscriber at uh, just 20 cents a day. Rockoftalk.chat. Number one, uh, <laughs> Eddie, this was very delicious over the weekend. A super spreader event. Uh, uh, Washington is, is agog over so many people. I believe our, our Secretary of State Blinken now uh, is testing positive. The White House media dinner apparently was a super spreader event, but they called us the uh you know the uh, the bioterrorists but it's when they're the bioterrorists i guess it's, it's a different situation uh number two uh india's covid deaths could potentially be highly suspect i think uh, a lot of the covid data is highly suspect for people who are in the fear porn business uh number three this is unbelievable I, I don't know if you saw this in wisconsin a molotov cocktail was uh, uh dispensed to a pro-life I believe they were, you know, sort of conservative Christian family organization fighting uh, abortion. Uh, I hate to say it, but I don't think that's going to be the last act of violence for people who are defending life. Uh, un unbelievable. Uh, number four, the New York Post reporting that after two years, people are going back to the office and saying, you know what? I forgot there were some good aspects of this. Uh, you know, maybe getting out of the house once in a while is, is okay. Maybe an occasional meeting, not so bad. Uh, and number five, uh, the climate emergency, of course. Uh, uh, New Mexico, one more piece of evidence that the climate is going to destroy us all mm -hmm. and SUVs are destroying us all. Well, there was something called the Maunder Minimum back, uh, I guess, in the late, early, late Middle Ages, where there were all kinds of extreme weather events and yet oh, no yeah. SUVs, none, none at all. So those of us who like things like history and science, we don't worry too much about the quote-unquote climate crisis. Uh, that's our top five. And again, subscribe, rockoftalk.chat. There it is. I'm going to go ahead and release last night's show. Uh, I'm going to put that out so we can go ahead and uh, put that in the blast. Uh, Dow, let me get that uh, audio up to you, and uh, I'd like to kind of kind of get your thoughts. And you yeah. know, just me sort of uh, doing that. We're trying to get some things going. And, you know, uh, it, it's been fun, uh, I got to say, folks. Uh, but today was a whole new experience. Um, you know, once I got to the, the station dealing with the, the transmitter yet once again, and uh, I don't know what is fighting us or why we keep having these little issues here and there, but uh, I'm going to try my very best to work on it. We got the engineer coming down uh, one more time tomorrow. So we're going to try and uh, figure that out as we wait for the other transmitter to come in. And we're, we're, we're doing our best to get the communication out there. Stay tuned. Uh, uh, we'll be back at the top of the hour. We'll do a, a full hour. Uh, Eric and I will, and we'll see Dow tomorrow. Uh, he's been a good three hours, and uh, we appreciate uh, all of Dowd and everything that he does uh, here in the Kiva as well. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva. AM 1600KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, back at 7 o'clock.
coming and it's back in the L.O., baby. Thank <laughs> you.